Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 79 of Game Time with Manny. Once again, we are on the web, and I'm here with Matt. As yes. You. Yep, I am here and ready to talk news and video games. The other exciting thing is this week when we say last week or next week, we'll actually mean it. I know, that's true. Because I, <laughs> we regularly say last week, and what we mean to say is last episode. So. That is true. <clears throat> um. So how are you doing with all of this, uh, I guess, to start? Because we haven't really talked since last Friday. No, uh, I mean, work is uh, not positive, I would say. Not enjoying it very much, but at least I have games that I really enjoy playing to come home to, like Persona and sometimes Animal Crossing. So, I mean, that's that's good. How about you, though? You doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing honestly the sad thing is my life has barely changed (laughs) i mean mine hasn't really either it's just that i am slightly different than most people well i guess you are too and that we still go to our job yes whereas like a lot of people are like stuck at home forever with their family and stuff whereas i at least get to go to a place not that there's anyone there to really interact with but i (laughs) i go to a place (laughs) Yeah, like at the office, we have it set up so I'm blocked off so no one can really get near me, but I'm still going to work. I come home, I take my dog for a walk, I come home, I play video games, and then I go to bed. I mean, just like, (laughs) my my life has not changed too much because of all of this. Yeah, that's the interesting part, is like, I feel that... um like a lot of people this is like a total drastic change for their life whereas i am just like i mean other than the couple times a week where i would have gone out for a couple hours at night to hang out with people i like it's like the same more or less i mean i just now have a better excuse to play video games and tell people that i'm i'm good and i don't want to hang out (laughs) yeah like my big change is i don't see you twice a week that that's it yeah that's that's my big life change so Hey, still a change, though. Yes, yes. <coughs> All right. Are you ready to get into some news? I am. So my the first one I added here, and actually Video Game Donkey made a video about this he that did. was uh, only partially a joke. Uh, I have been known to enjoy the Cooking Mama franchise. I liked the DS games, and the Wii one was like, it was okay. Uh, they're basically just a bunch of dumb mini games about cooking, but it had been gone for a bit. Like it, there hasn't been a cooking mama game. I mean, they branched off into gardening mama. I own babysitting mama, you know, classic stuff. No, no, uh, no. Don't shake the baby. Don't shake the baby. Right. I can see the baby from here. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, there was a finally a new one coming out called Cooking Mama Cookstar. And I found out about this a month or two ago and was like, whoa, that's that's weird because normally they only come out on Nintendo platforms, but it was also coming out on PS4. But the big controversy happened where it released on the eShop and it came out physically and then it was pulled from the eShop. And there were a few reasons that people thought this could be. And one was because in an interview, uh, the, one of the people associated with the game kept talking about how they were excited that it would have blockchain integration. <clears throat> and so like, 
one, what the fuck does that mean? Like, is does that mean the cooking mom is going to mine Bitcoin for you? Or, like, what's happening? That's what uh, some of the internet legitimately thought, Manny. I mean, that actually makes sense because it. the reason it was pulled from the eShop is because it was routinely overheating the Switch. And I, I assume, I didn't check, I don't know if it came out digitally on PS4, but I would assume it's not there anymore either. Um, but it was like overheating the Switch, and so a lot of people thought that like, oh, maybe it like was actually trying to mine Bitcoin for this company or some crazy shit. But really, a developer uh, that works for the studio... Let me see here. Uh, the developer. Oh, I can never remember the developer's name. Planet Entertainment, I believe, is the developer. Yeah, because it was someone. Yeah, else it is. Yeah, it is. Before. It is. It is Planet Entertainment that is the developer. So the a, a developer got out there and basically said like no it's not because of mining bitcoin it's overheating because of unity which i you know that also is doesn't make sense to me because there are a lot of unity games on switch and i have never had my switch overheat once so uh, i mean something could have been going on but the reason it was actually pulled is because the developer was in a legal battle with the ip holder office create and I guess Office Create didn't want them to put it out. Uh, and they'd said, like, no, we worked on this and we did it. And so they did. And then they threw their weight around with Nintendo to force them to take it down. And so now what I think is amazing is there are physical copies of this game out there on PS4 and Switch. And those will probably be very expensive relatively soon here in the future. So this is not coming back up. Then. I would assume not because uh, the the statements that were going around about the legal issues were that the IP holder wanted them to delay the game so that they could polish it more, but they were also possibly going to outright cancel it, even though it was mostly done. I mean, it is done because it's out. Right. Uh, so that's pretty wild. Like I, The fact that I kept seeing people talking about the blockchain and Bitcoin. And I was like, what the fuck is going on with cooking mama? <laughs> uh, but that just turns out that that was just some idiot higher up throwing around hot buzzwords without knowing what they actually meant. Well, no, <laughs> as far as I understand what they were, they were looking at, like you can spend microtransactions or whatever. You can spend like Bitcoins on like microtransaction stuff <laughs> built into the game. So that's what they were looking at. oh that's absolutely wild and no way that would work because the eShop and playstation network obviously don't support bitcoin yeah so i mean they were just kind of looking into it very briefly and seeing if they could integrate like bitcoin into the store or something so that's who the fuck is playing cooking mama that has bitcoin i bet there's at least 10 people in the world well that's you know it's not even out anymore so maybe one person now yeah i don't know but i I, so like i guess that there was also a lot of like advertisement that was supposed to go out for this game on like really bizarre platforms like tiktok and stuff and that was all blocked as well so it just seems like some bizarre legal battle between the developer and the actual ip holder which is so strange yeah
I because <laughs> I saw this and I was just like I I don't really care because I knew they weren't actually like because <laughs> like that would be seriously illegal if they were legitimately like trying to make money off of. Oh, I mean that happens on Steam now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, people oh. put out have uh. Bitcoin miners and the EXEs, and then people figure that out when this piece of trash game is like running their CPU and GPU constantly uh, at a hundred percent. So I mean, that kind of stuff does happen for sure. Oh, <laughs> it, it, it just shows how little I pay attention to Steam and stuff. Yeah, I, that I stuff definitely does happen. Down, like immediately, right? Uh, when it is found out, yeah. Mm, okay. Uh, this other one you also added about the uh, the Japanese rating board. Is yeah, I follow a lot of Japanese developers on Twitter, and they were, let's say, displeased <laughs> with this. Okay. Uh, so yeah, the like we have the ESRB here in the U.S. that gives ratings to video games. Uh, the Japanese ratings board is called Cero, C-E-R-O. And they do this the, basically the same thing, uh, except for Japan. And so they are now closed for at least a month. I would assume that it'll end up being longer because it seems like uh, every day Japan puts in place more regulations because they just had a recent spike in uh, coronavirus cases after having like tapered off a bit. Right. Um, but it is so it's closed for at least a month. And that means that. I, it seems like they're not really working remotely or anything. So a lot of games that were pending ratings now have to actually be delayed because I believe they can't be released in Japan without them. Now, is this just games in Japan are going to get end up getting delayed, or do you think it'll delay? They'll just delay the rest of the world because Japan I would assume. I would assume they would delay the rest of the world because Japan can't get it either. Mm. And I mean, like this would, I mean, that would also make sense for just Japanese games that right. come to the U S and other countries in general. So yeah, that's just, that's pretty wild that that is putting a lot of stuff on hold potentially. So yeah. Cause like that seems like something that could and should be able to be done at home. You would think so because I would assume they just send you the digital code of the game and then like you play it or fact check what they have said in it. I'm, I'm trying to remember the documentary that no clip did of the ESRB. I don't even think they really play the games. Oh, I don't know. Somebody's got to fact check it. Well, I think like publishers have to send like uh, videos of their most violent, like they send videos and stuff and, uh, uh. You you didn't see the do the documentary? No, I would never watch that one. <laughs> oh. Just because the ESRB, I think, is a pretty shitty governing body in general. Oh, it was so. kind of interesting, but yeah, like I don't think they actually play through the games, and they just kind of they're just sent some of the more violent uh, aspects of the game and stuff. That's got to be an interesting job if all you see are the most violent and uh, obscene <laughs> slash sexual parts of a video game, right? And I think it's just one of those cases where, like, you don't want to, like, try to get one over on the ESRB, so you're just going to, you know, send what you have type of thing. But, yeah. Yeah. So that's <sighs> fun. Yes. I can't. Uh, okay, so the next one. Why is this happening? Uh, Saints Row the Third is getting <laughs> remade. 
Uh, which I played that earlier this year, if you remember. Well, yeah, you almost finished it. I did. I came very close. And then that was announced, and people... It seemed like some people were very excited about it, and all I could think is, you should go back and play the third one. It's not as great as you remember. But then people were also complaining that, why are you wasting your time on this? You should be making a new Saints Row game. And although I don't think this has ever been confirmed, the Saints Row Twitter was commenting on people saying, Volition is working on a new Saints Row game, and Spirisoft is working on the remake, so... I guess yeah. it's basically confirmed that a new Saints Row is coming. I guess. I mean, I yeah, I don't you know. I'm very excited about this, man. I always fell more on the GTA side of those two things. So right. like I yeah. I I mean especially because I just Saints Row 3 was huge at the time and people still look back on it super fondly. Right. For various reasons, but like it didn't hit me back then, so I I personally am not super excited about a remake of it. Yeah, and like as far as I understand, Saints Row the Saints Row Four, the remake was pretty rough on Switch. Well, I mean, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't imagine this will be much better. No. So. Yeah, so, I just yeah, thought it was I, I don't know. news that I guess Volition's working on a new Saints Row game. I guess this also means that Agents of Mayhem is dead. And oh, definitely. We'll probably <laughs> never go back to it. Even though I thought it was a neat idea, like switching between the three characters. Yeah, but then like, I don't know. That game, to me, all the footage, it looked like the definition of like mediocre. You know what sure. I mean? Sure, but it had a neat idea. So you could take that idea and integrate it in a better game. Well, yeah, but then if that game sold nothing, which I assume it did, then, you know, why would you, you'd have to either rename it or, because you wouldn't name it Agents of Mayhem 2, because no one would care. No, probably not. So, like, what if now just the new Saints Row is that? Well, yeah, that that's what I mean. Like, take that concept and put it yeah, in, yeah. in a better game. And I, I, I mean, there was something there. It just needed to be tweaked and made a lot better. Yeah. Gotcha. But in more exciting news, I have to know how you feel about the new PS5. It's so fucking ugly. I hate it more than anything in the world. So does Uh, everyone, I think. No, Because the only thing that I have seen is people photoshopping it (laughs) to make it not look so shitty. Well, I like it a lot. It's also, it's white, and that Mm. is the worst thing to have for something that you constantly put your hands on. I have a white controller. Yeah, but that's not... You can see the texture of this is different than what the texture of a DualShock 4 is. Right. And this looks like one of those things that will become discolored over time. I don't know. I'm not... I like until we get our hands on it. Because, like, I have a white Xbox One. I have a white PS4. I got... I've had a white PS4 controller. I use my white Xbox controller. I, I haven't had an issue with any of that stuff. Yeah, I... Uh, man, I you I might be the first po- person I've heard that's positive about it. Really? Like I, I <laughs> yeah. saw other people positive about it. Oh, I didn't see a single person positive about it. Oh wow, okay. So like everyone on Twitter was just absolutely trashing it, especially the design of the start and select buttons. I think is particularly not great. 
like I don't I don't know what is because you can tell someone push start right or you can tell someone push share now you either tell someone push the three vertical lines that looks like you're having a fun idea button or push the hamburger button (laughs) and like uh, the Xbox One controller already had this issue where it's like they say push menu or push something else and it's just one is like two squares and the other one is the hamburger right but like I I don't know that just seems strange and I that's not going to be that big a deal when we play games because it'll just show that symbol but it's just one of those things where it's just like why I don't understand that change because they're still the same exact buttons I mean it was options in PS4 so it was but I mean like that's a word so right. you can it makes sense and it's easy to tell at a glance whereas I mean like this is just I don't know. They didn't need to change it on the DualShock 4 either. I thought it was dumb then, but... Yeah. And so, I don't know how the one denotes sharing. Um, I mean, Unless sure. it's not a share button anymore. I mean, I'm sure it is just a share button. Yeah. So that's that's weird. I'm glad that it has the touchpad still. I was worried that they were going to get rid of that. No, what exactly don't you like about it? Is it just the two tone or the yeah, pack- the two the two tone, the shape? I mean, but that doesn't really matter because it'll be the same as a. I mean, the shape is going to feel probably more like the like the Xbox One. Where- yeah, so like I and I like that controller vastly yeah. less than the PS4 controller. So oh really? I, yeah, so that to me is a bummer. But I mean, it's not like I hate it. I just don't like it as much. Um. Mm, okay and i yeah the color is no bueno to me (laughs) the color is meaningless to me because there's going to be a billion different color combinations oh there are and that's but it just seems weird that that would be the one that they show i mean white white and black i mean it makes sense that would be the, the first one to show I guess. I mean, just like almost every controller color scheme I've seen photoshopped on that thing looks better than the way it is, though. Like the way the colors are cut on the edges, I don't enjoy. I don't know. It's just an aesthetic thing that I don't find pleasing. Hmm. Uh, But they have adaptive triggers, so they've caught up to the Xbox controller. (laughs) Yeah, and apparently the it's going to have a pretty good mic integration as well. Oh, where like a, it's going to be able to cancel out other noises, and you, in theory, you shouldn't have to have a mic anymore. Oh, interesting. So I mean, it it I think it has potential to be a really great controller. Um, I hope so because they keep saying, "Did you read the press release for it?" Yes, I did. <laughs> I couldn't help but laugh. Like what? So I mean, as much as I just don't like the way it looks like it's gonna be a controller you know what i mean like it's gonna it's gonna function almost the same their whole thing about like it's gonna be transformative to gaming and like get ready to transform into the next generation and it's just like dude what could this thing possibly do (laughs) that is going to make it that much more improved over the ps4 dual the dualshock 4 right other than it's the dual sense 5 not the dual shock five yeah that's that 
that's weird, <laughs> but whatever. That is weird, but no, I just wonder, like, I was waiting for that article to be like, and it has HD rumble, just like the Joy-Con. Mm-hmm. But then, I, I, yeah, I don't know, the mic thing and, like, the fact that it has adaptive triggers seem to be the most... Uh, the other ex- changed things. The other exciting thing I have, I'm hoping for, is they'll finally go with the option like Xbox has, where you can customize your controller. If you can, like, mm. this seems like it could be customizable. So maybe you can like pick two, two different colors online and then just like have it shipped to you, type of thing. That'd that's be an- interesting. Yeah, that'd be, that's another hope I have for it because yeah. like. I, I assume they're going to have all these different color combinations. So, like, why couldn't you just customize your own? Yeah, I would. <clears throat> I would hope so. Um, I mean, what colors would you ideally want to see? That I don't know. I would have to see because I just the thing that I mostly don't like is the where the colors like cut off into each other. Like, it just seems. I, why wouldn't it just all be one color? Because it's sexy. I. I okay. <laughs> 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 I yeah, I, 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 I saw that and I was like, "Oh, that's a good-looking controller." Oh, I was, <laughs> I felt the exact opposite. <laughs> Someone sent it to me and were like, "Did you see this?" And I was like, "No." And I was like, "Oh no, I do not like that." Um, it has USB-C charging as yes. it should, so that's cool. Which also, I wonder if that means not that I ever notice how long it takes a PS4 controller to charge, but USB-C has much higher uh output and right. input so maybe it'll just charge super fast or i'm hoping that it just has like a hilariously high capacity battery because <laughs> i because like the switch pro controllers people say last forever right whereas like my ps4 controller does not but it's also pretty old so yeah and in and, and the xbox one it all depends on the batteries you put in it yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so, I, and I assume, I mean, like, people talk about the light bar, but, like, if you put the right lights in there, that shouldn't use, like, any power at all. No, and I mean, you can turn down the brightness on that, too, to almost right. nothing to make it just so that it barely uses battery. You might even be able to turn it off now. I guess I haven't looked at the menu in a really long time. I don't care enough to, doesn't bother me enough. No, but I I understand the thing that some people have where depending on how the it's set up, you can see the reflection of it in your TV. Right. But I don't sit that way or that close to my TV. Yeah, I definitely so, don't that close. And uh, my hands are not level with the TV anyways, so I wouldn't see that. But I get where people are coming from. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I sometimes... I love when games like do the stuff where it changes the light bar color depending on what's happening right not that i'm ever like looking down at my hands to pay attention to that a lot of the time but it is a cool interesting feature yeah especially like some like multiplayer games where like depending on what color you pick it changes changes to that color that's always kind of neat yeah um so yeah my my thing that this i think that this controller announcement highlighted is that i I do not like the way that Sony is doling out information about the PS5. No. Because, like, Microsoft, you know what it is. You know what the thing looks like. You know what specs it has. You know about it. 
Whereas the PS5, the things that we know about it are that it's going to be really good at playing PS4 games. It has a controller and it's got a, the logo of it. Also, we know like a lot, a couple launch titles. Yeah, and so oh, well, it's just. Well, I, I, I don't, don't know. know. If, um, Hellblade is a launch title, but it's definitely like a confirmed. This is coming out probably launch mm-hmm. window at least. So. Yeah, so like I feel like Sony is just doing the things that really don't matter i guess because like the like it's a controller at this point so that's why i think it's just weird is because at at this point i don't know what else you can do to a controller to make it like a revolutionary thing Um, unless you just like completely changed the layout of the thing the only big change they could make is make it so, like, the sticks are more like the Xbox where they're... where you swap, like, the D-pad and the, the, the left stick so they're offset. And, but like, And they probably can't do that because of, uh, I would assume, because of patenting stuff. Uh, isn't that how the, those, the, the Switch Pro controller is? I think it's reverse of what the Xbox is. Where, like, I think the right one is higher, but I'm not positive. I'll have to look. I... But I think it's, like, just different enough. Yeah, because, like, the left is high, the right is low, and then the D-pad's under the left. Oh, you're right. It is basically the same exact thing. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't see why, but I just don't see why Sony would do no. that now after all this time. Personally, I like it because then when I'm playing platformers, I usually will pick the the PS4 because I just prefer using a D-pad on platformers and fighting yeah. games. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I mean, like, but even if they had moved the analog sticks, that's not going to be like, ooh, the change is coming. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, right. There's not a lot you can do with a controller. And at this point, I think that if someone did have some crazy controller change, it would be looked upon negatively. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, I, I I, can't even imagine what you could do that's so different. I remember the Wiimote, so let's make it a Wiimote. Yeah. I don't think PlayStation would do that. Hey, they made the PlayStation Move controller. But that's different. That was not the primary controller. No, that's true. So, yeah, I I don't know. I wish that they would just show the thing itself. Like, they would just show the PS5 at this point. But they are really trickling out the information at a slow rate. See, I don't even care about how it looks. I I want to know what games we're gonna at least at launch. That's what well, I just when they announce what it is, that's when they'll have to announce what the specs are, and like that's the only. I mean, they some of that stuff is out there, but not in a super concrete form, and that's what I think matters. Other than what games will be out there, and I at this point I don't know that it's. I, yeah, I don't know. Sony would have to give their first party games, but I think it might be more up to third parties at this point to announce stuff. Right. Because usually Sony would have like one or two games, depending on. Yeah, and one of them is going to be effectors. Horizon Zero Dawn 2, and that's what I want to know. <laughs> okay, well, hopefully you get that. 
<laughs> well, it, but at, at this rate, we're never going to get any more info until the day the thing is out. So, like, I don't know. No, probably in May. They'll take a picture of, like, the side of the PS5. <laughs> and it'll be holding a piece of pizza in, in the center. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. They yeah. are doling out information very strangely. Uh, Sony continues to just be such a strange company. Yeah, at this point, I like I don't know what they're doing. But uh, like, remember the Switch? They didn't announce or show anything until like November, and the game and the Switch came out in February. Yeah, but they had like that thing that they sh- originally showed. It was they had that like press conference thing where they showed Mario Odyssey but right. before that they had that hilarious trailer where the people like played it at their rooftop party it was like some really like short 3 to 5 minute Nintendo Direct where it was just like a trailer of what the Switch is but wasn't that pretty late no i thought that was i mean it was much before the Mario Odyssey thing i'm just trying i rem- i just remember like People really didn't know what the Switch was until like a couple months before it came out. Uh, but the, the people had. I remember there were leaks of what the Switch was way before it was actually announced. Right. Because I mean, there I were a lot of. I remember there excited. were rumors about, like, I think it's going to be both a handheld and a console. I remember a lot of speculation about that. But I just I don't remember when it was originally announced and shown. Like this is well, what it is. The good news is I can't find that because people now are speculating about the Switch too. Right. And so I can't find when the original Switch was announced initially. Yeah, I can't either. But I, I maybe I'm getting stuff mixed up. But I just thought it was um, pretty late. It felt like, man, we're just finally finding out information, and like it's coming out in three months. Maybe, but I, I don't remember. I just remember it felt to me like a long time before when they showed the roof party trailer. Okay, on the Wikipedia page, it says the Nintendo Switch was unveiled on October twentieth, two thousand sixteen. Okay. And then, if you remember, it released March of 2017. Yeah, so that's not a super, super large gap. No, five months. So, I mean, if if Sony were to do the same thing, I would... June? (laughs) Yeah, I guess. They, at this point, I don't think it it matters or that they care. No, no. I I think they, in their mind, they're so far ahead that they've already won the, the, the PS5. Uh, and that's a, that's a fun thing because yes. uh, they are wrong. <laughs> um. So, I mean, you and I are gonna buy a PS5. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna buy a PS5, but that's just because I have a PC that can play the Xbox games, right? That I actually care about. So th- that's the only reason for me is because Microsoft has actually given me a different option to enjoy their products. Yes. Whereas Sony would rather die. Except um, for Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> yeah. And, and Death Stranding. Oh, yes. I think they hate Kojima now. They said, just get out of here with that shit. And probably why the same thing to David Cage. 
his games are on the PC. They said, whoa, Epic wants Detroit become human? Give them it. That's fine. Who cares? <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, Xbox had another inside Xbox thing. I did not watch this. It was really kind of weird where it was just, it felt very laxed. Where everyone was just kind of like sitting at their computer talking to a webcam. Oh, I mean, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> right. I mean, like, it, it, but it, they weren't even trying to pretend like this was like like a Nintendo Direct type of thing where they have people talking in front of a green screen. They were oh, just yeah. talking in front of their webcams. Hmm. Um, not a lot of big announcements. I'll just kind of quickly go through these. Uh, Grounded, the Obsidian game. That's mm-hmm. being released July 28th in Early Access. I... <sighs> You know, I hope that Grounded is really cool for people who want to play that type of thing. Right. If you had told me that Microsoft bought Obsidian and they were going to make a cool new game, not what I would have expected. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're they're trying some new stuff, I guess. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um they they talked about like external hard drives and SSDs. Uh, mm-hmm. My big takeaway was I thought it was very interesting that they were saying you can take your external hard drive that you have plugged into your Xbox One, unplug that, plug it into the Series X, and you can instantly start playing your games. Yeah, uh, and that's that's cool. Yeah, that tells me it's the same exact infrastructure, and they clearly planned ahead on that with that. So, mm-hmm. uh, but they did recommend any like new Xbox Series X games you're going to want to install on the SSD because it's just going to be faster and load better and just be better. But like your Xbox one games, they said you can just unplug plug from one system, plug it in the other and they'll just instantly work. Yeah. And of Uh, course they want you to install the Xbox series X games on the hard drive because they're also selling those hilariously expensive memory cards. Yes. Yes. So. Which that those memory cards do work with the SSD, where external hard drives do not. So, well, yeah, but those those external memory cards are like super compact SSDs. Yes, yes, and that's why they're like that is because they have to maintain data at a constant rate that like a regular external hard drive would never be able to output. So. Right. Yeah. Um, also, Minecraft Dungeons is releasing May twenty eighth. Interesting. I wonder if that's for Switch and PS4 as well. I didn't look. They just said, uh, you know, May 28th. Gears Tactics, they had like a rundown and like five facts. Um, I'm excited to play this. My big one takeaway is they they took away the grid that like XCOM has. Mm-hmm. And you can just kind of move around anywhere and you don't have to like move around with a grid. Um, it is also only coming to PC right now. It's coming to console later. Nice. That comes out in 18 days. I didn't know that. That's soon. Yeah, very soon. Later this month. Dang. Um, They announced some Game Pass uh, stuff. Uh, Journey to the Savage Planet is coming to PC. Football Mm -hmm. Manager, Missed Over, Stranger Things uh, 3, the game, is coming to PC. Human Fall Flat is getting some DLC. Elvastia Chronicles. This looks like, like an old school RPG. You... Have you heard of this? No. You may want to look into it. This may be something you would like. Uh, and then Yakuza Kiwami is coming to Xbox Game Pass as well. Hmm. Um, 
they had an announcement on Project X Cloud that it's being expanded to more territories. Cool. Um, which I think U.S. was already involved, so... Yeah. yeah. Um, then there was something about a Hotline Miami collection. Yeah, that's weird. That's coming to everything. The right. uh, Limited Run Games is doing a physical release for it as yes. well. Atomicrops, this is... It, it seemed like it was like Stardew Valley, but instead crops just keep coming up very quickly and you have to kill them. Yeah, it, uh, th- this was announced that I had seen this announcement. I don't remember where I think it was in some previous Xbox or some indie showcase thing. Right. Uh, but yeah, it is basically just like a weird twin stick shooter where you shoot plants. Yes. Uh, the last campfire that is the, um, hello games. Yeah, uh, people they they had more of a rundown of like what that game is. It, it looks very interesting and neat. Hmm. Uh, and then they had some more announcements. This is where I kind of just stopped watching uh, some Sea of Thieves DLC that you know I I didn't want to sit through five minutes of Sea of Three Sea of Thieves DLC. Whoa! Apparently you, that game's fun now. Well, you didn't even watch like any of it, so no, I didn't. Uh, interesting. Yeah, apparently this game is fun now. So yeah, I I actually know people in like a Discord I'm in that they they actively play it. I just I just don't have any interest in it. No, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, uh, it, it wasn't the most exciting, but it did. It's another one of those kind of like the last Nintendo one where it just kind of came out of nowhere, and then they just had uh, some people just talking about some stuff and. I am excited about Gears Tactics, though, so I look forward to playing that a little bit later this month. Yeah, that seems cool, and I think they also announced that it already went gold, so it's done. Yes, it is, definitely. Which I don't even know what gold means when it's just a PC release. Uh, It just means that the game is done. Right. Like, in that it is... (laughs) But, like, games are not done, then, like, right after, like, all right, let's get back to work and work on whatever... Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're going to do a f- physical PC releases still come out. I just don't know if that is getting one. Yeah, I don't know either. And I assume they're they're still working hard on getting the Xbox One version out as well. Yeah, I would guess so. But anyway, are you ready to move on to the games we've been playing? Or the games I've been playing, I the guess? The games you've been playing. I mean, I... So I can just say this up front. I played more Animal Crossing, and I played as much Persona 5 Royal as humanly possible. I love them both a lot. And I, I... I don't know. Like, Animal Crossing, it's the same thing. Like, just because the same event that was last week is going on. Mm-hmm. And Persona, I am, like about I would say like halfway through the original game now so I will be continuing that I probably won't beat it by the next time because I want to play Final Fantasy 7 Remake but my copy is well because the game came out today mine doesn't come until at least Tuesday right and I didn't feel like going to target because they were the only place around here that didn't sell out and got 900 million copies sweet but i thought i should be safe instead so i will i'll wait until tuesday plus i'm just gonna play persona anyway so 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we uh, we had that very quick Twitter conversation where I asked you about, like, if that's, like, the best modern-day Tokyo game. And... Oh, it definitely is, for sure. Which is just kind of weird that, like, because, like, that's... There's something stylistically different about it that it's kind of weird that, like, modern-day Tokyo is just not a very popular thing. And, I mean, you have that in Yakuza, and I really can't think of anything else that is in modern-day. Uh, yeah, not really. And Yakuza is, like, an imaginary made-up part of Japan. So, yes. it like, whereas a lot, almost every location in Persona 5 is a real location that I visited for real. So, it's just super, it makes me think about Japan all the time. Are you excited that like apparently they just added twenty hours on the back uh, like at the end of the game as well? Yeah, and I've been enjoying a lot of the new like scenes that they have interspersed in the right. middle of the regular thing, and they especially for the English voice acting, the recording of it was pretty stilted the first time. Uh, and some of the translation was very clear. They had to rush, so it wasn't as tight as it could have been. They redid a lot of that. And since they got all of the original voice actors, except for one person who only spoke three times, uh, they got them to re-record a lot of the lines, so it just sounds better overall. Oh, so it's so, just a better game in almost every way. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I'm enjoying it. But you have been, you played a lot of stuff. Well, I mean, I just have a quick announcement on a couple of them. I finished yeah. Doom. Mm -hmm. Tremendous. And Fire Emblem, I'm still making my way through. Uh, earlier in the week, I did reach the uh, the five-year time skip. Oh, nice. So, I think that's that's around halfway, right? Uh, yeah, it depends on the house. I think for the Black Eagles, it's more than halfway. Oh, okay. So because I think they on. are, I think they are the shortest one. Hmm. Yeah, it is kind of weird. I don't want to spoil too much, but like, I was just like, oh no, I lost a couple of my better, you know, characters and units, whatever you want. <laughs> oh call them. yeah. Because yeah, it depends which path happens for that one. Right. Whereas the other two don't have that. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. The, so other, like, the other the other two only have one path, whereas the Black Eagles have two. That's interesting. Yeah. But uh, those are just kind of like just quick updates on those games. Mm -hmm. And then I played Kaze in the Wild Mask, which I had mentioned that I was going to play the beta. Yeah, yeah, so it is like it's a game that's supposed to play and be like Donkey Kong Country. Yes, uh, very, very inspired by it. Mm -hmm. um, initially, I wasn't really into it, and I think it's because I was expecting it to play exactly like Donkey Kong Country. No, oh, yeah. But like 10, 15 minutes, I started to really kind of click with it. Um, and boy, oh boy, the level designs are very much inspired by Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> uh, there's one where you turn lights on and off, and like that kind of like stops. Oh you. man, that you said that, and I immediately pictured that level in my head. Yes, it's. Uh, there's the Bramble level, like in Donkey Kong Country 2. <laughs> nice. Where you, like, the whole premise of, like, Donkey Kong Country is you turn into, like, the animals, you know? Mm -hmm. In this, you, like, you wear a mask and then you turn into another animal. So the Bramble level, you wear a mask that is a bird and then you're flying around. So it is exactly like Donkey Kong Country. Oh, it is just like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh 
And then do you remember like the in Donkey Kong Country 3, they're like the horizontal ropes where yes. you're just climbing. Like it has, there's a level that's basically that, but instead of like holding on with your arms or whatever, um, Kaze is a bunny and she uses her, uh, her ears to climb across. Oh, okay. And also the, like Dixie in two and three, where she spins that to do the helicopter with her hair, and this Kaze spins her ears and it does the helicopter. So, it is very very inspired by Donkey Kong Country. That's cool. So this is a beta. It was a closed beta, yes. Okay, so does that mean that it's like just a select handful of levels, or is it mostly the game? It was only maybe eight levels total and then like a final boss it felt like none of the levels really kind of flowed together so to me it felt like eight random levels throughout the game okay maybe they were just trying to give you a good cross section of what it will be like that's what it felt like okay and it, it felt great i um i really enjoyed it uh there was there was a water level that i found kind of tough but that was another one where you wear a mask and you turn into a shark nice so yeah, I uh, I after I finished it, I found myself most of the week just kind of thinking about this game and how I wanted to play it more. And unfortunately, I have to wait until the game when releases. Did they give like a release time frame or anything? No, I have no idea. Huh. And you know how I, I was complaining that like they haven't really been updating news or their YouTube channel at all. Yeah. I guess in November they actually got it published, like like they found like an indie publisher. Oh, okay. so now everything is being released on that YouTube channel, and I just didn't catch that. Like they kind of moved everything over. Ah, uh, I gotcha. So they have been regularly updating. I just didn't catch it because, as I said, they they have a publisher now. So. Who is publishing? Do you know? So Desco, so Desco. Okay, I. They have published a few things, but right. I don't know most of it offhand. That's interesting. Yeah, and, and this developer, they're like a Brazilian developer, I guess. So Okay. Uh, the next game I've been playing is The Messenger. Yeah, I... That Kickstarter succeeded for the sequel, turn-based RPG. Well, prequel, I guess. Mm-hmm. It succeeded vastly. It and did. it's still going for another, like, eight days, I think. Did, are you interested in this game? Yeah, I will probably play it. I so I have wanted to play it and I have it. Oh, you do have I th- it? I think on PS4 and PC. Cuz I was going to tell you right now it's on sale for the like the the spring sale. I got it for $10, so. Yeah, I so I I do have it I, at least on two platforms probably, mm-hmm. but okay. Uh yeah, it's uh it's basically like Ninja Gaiden. Mhm. Um I guess later on as you get through the game it turns into like a metroidvania where there's some backtracking but i haven't hit that point yet it's just very much uh get from point a to point b and occasionally getting to a safe point so you can get a bit of a breather which yeah and the plot gets really weird i guess yeah and it, it has that like devolver mimi sense of humor yep I, i've seen that yeah so it, it it's weird that like it, devolver games they're all from different developers but they all have like a similar tone yeah definitely and i mean i think that's why they approach a lot of people is because they see a game and like 
they have that same sense of humor because like right. adult swim games used to do that for a lot of stuff. Uh, and I, they don't do that so much anymore. Uh, right. just because I think adult swim games got a lot less, uh, think they get a lot less funding now than they used to yeah you don't really hear about them nearly as much anymore no i'm the only thing their new thing they're gonna publish is a there's a new samurai jack game coming out uh i think later this year early next year that looks pretty cool but that's really it right so are you enjoying it you like it yeah i'm enjoying it so far it is uh pretty tough yeah. There are moments where I'm like, oh boy, I gotta try to get through that section again. But like, <laughs> it's not like impossible. It doesn't feel like Dark Souls where you're like, oh god, I'm gonna be stuck on this boss for an hour. It usually takes me four or five tries and I can get through I, through the boss. Or at least that's how it's been the first three, hour, the, three hours of the game. So I'm probably like a third through the game so far. Okay. But yeah, I, th- I think you would like it. It Like, the, the combat feels good. The, uh, you get some abilities throughout that feel pretty good, and just the the overall platforming feels pretty good as well. Nice. And then the last game I'm playing is a game that we talked about a little bit uh, last year. It's Black Sad. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's the graphic adventure game that's made in kind of a lot like Telltale games, but mm-hmm. they're all animals. Yep. Uh, it's uh. The, the the setting of the the like time setting of the game is it's set in like 1950s New York City. Um, the game itself is based on a Spanish and French comic book series. Yeah, it was from like it started in the year 2000, I think. I don't yes. know how long it went on for, but so, people enjoy it as far as I'm aware. So yeah, I, the story's all right. I only got to got to play it an hour last night, but um. I remember when it first came out because I was kind of interested in this game and then it got like middling to negative reviews. Yeah, I remember most of them being pretty negative for the type of game it was. Right. Uh, And I don't really know why, but it seems like a lot of people had very crazy technical issues and stuff. Yes, which it did seem like performance issues were major negative. And Uh... I can... I can tell you in the first hour of the game, it did crash for me. So that, that <laughs> happened. Aye. Also, just moving around does not feel good. It reminded me a lot of in Shenmue 1. Oh, no. You yeah. never want to hear that about <laughs> movement. Yeah, it did not feel good. Oh, yeah. So it looks like I just glancing at these reviews, it looks like especially within the first couple of months it launched, it was borderline unplayable. Yes. Uh, like, I guess it had numerous game breaking bugs. And even after they patched it four or five times, it was still basically unplayable. Yeah, it had some major yeah. performance issues. So. That's crazy. Yes. Uh, one thing I did appreciate is the game at the start was like, are you familiar with this genre? Do you need to do a tutorial? So I was just like, thank you for that. Thank you for not making me sit through a five or ten minute tutorial telling me that I need to press a button. <laughs> so I at least appreciated that. and The story yeah. seems okay so far. You're just like, you're a private detective named uh, Black Sad, the name. 
mm-hmm. of the, the game, and you're hired to look into like a suspicious death. Uh, the owner of a gym committed suicide, but something kind of seems off about it. So I'm just kind of walking around, looking at the crime scene, and talking to a couple people, and that's all I've done so far. Okay. So, Interesting. Yep, those are the, the the three games that I pretty much played this week, which I'm sure that's what I will continue doing um, next week or you know this coming week. I was yeah. going to buy uh, Resident Evil mm. 3, but then I was like, I don't really want to play this right now. I think because I just played Resident Evil 2 a couple months ago. Yeah, I 3 got not bad reviews but middling. um well, middling like, and i, I think that's wanna... mainly because it's very similar to two yeah i don't even want to call it middling it's like it, it it's like the op- metacritic's like 80 which is not bad or anything like it's a good game no it's fine it's just it's not people do not seem it's overjoyed not a... about it like they right. did with two i mean it's using those same mechanics except that it's shorter and not as fun is my understanding <laughs> yes uh... so so I was like, you know what? I could take that $60 and start, you know, playing some more indie games and stuff because yeah. at least with a lot of like indie games where it's like one or two developers, they're going to keep coming out where these AAA games like I don't it could be one of the slowest years for AAA games that we have. Yeah. Because if you remember the first 3 months of the year there was nothing coming out. And now I'm feeling like almost everything's going to be getting delayed. So I think it's going to be a slow summer. So it's just going to be a really weird year. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, I might as well. So I think I'm going to just start spending a little bit more money on indies for for the next little while. Okay. And that's pretty much. Yep, that's all I've played and everything. So. Yeah. Next week I'll be able to talk about Final Fantasy VII's remake. Which I'm very excited about. So yeah, that um, seems to be getting great reviews. It does. People are saying some really insane, grandiose things that I have a feeling I will not feel similarly about. So <laughs> I also saw that it was uh, trending all day thanks to Kotaku because Kotaku was like the easy mode's a little too easy, which I think is a fair complaint. But the internet does not think that is a fair complaint. Uh, I mean, if that's your complaint, why are you playing on easy? Uh, well, I think there is a, I mean, like, if, if a game has, like, let's say five different modes, and a game is, like, easy, but, like, you, you pick easy, but then it feels like story mode, I think that could be a fair complaint. Well, yeah, but then if you pick normal and it feels like what you were expecting, like, what, who cares? Yes, which, I mean, just kind of switch around and find a setting that that fits you i guess but yeah yeah and i think you, you can change it freely i think so i don't, know, I don't know if you can change the super easy mode where it's like uh oh i don't know why a lot of games based. do that now persona does that too well no like the turn-based mode oh i see i think you have to start with that one okay yeah because but like a lot of games do do that now though where like for some reason if you pick the easiest difficulty they're like you can never change this Mm -hmm. but then all of the other ones you can freely switch between and it's like well who cares what i I think it's because of achievements and stuff or like achievements and trophies that would be my assumption well but they still those don't lock you out of it 
yeah, so you'd still be able to get the achievements and trophies. It's weird. Like Persona, I especially don't get because the, all it's doing is tweaking number values. Yeah, another one is um, uh, Fire Emblem that I'm playing now where you're... Yeah, you're... so the Phoenix mode is the easiest mode and that is... Uh, they like automatically resurrect within a few turns. Jesus. Uh, the 3D... The Fates introduced that one the last well two 3ds games ago and yeah that one is like they if someone dies in battle it resurrects them within a turn or two with full health or some crazy shit now how did you play that i assume normal and then like the serious or whatever yeah i play normal classic just because that way i actually am careful <laughs> right because I, 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 in those games, I mean, that's how the old ones used to be. I'm not yes. one of those people who's like, this is the only way to play. It's just, I play like that because I know that if my people could die and it didn't matter, I would just do every battle with extreme reckless abandon. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's more to just have me have more tactical fun than just be like, I'm just gonna, who cares? Blah. Yeah, that, and that's how so. I'm kind of playing. <laughs> but like, I, yeah. it, I don't really want the stress of like, worrying like oh that that character's dead now now the now my run is over well so um three houses kind of breaks that illusion anyways because you can rewind the battles even if someone dies by the end of the game i could rewind like eight times and i was like well (laughs) classic is meaningless now but i it's fine yeah i actually haven't rewound at all oh yeah it like if you get into like a super bad situation you instead of being like oh i don't want to redo this whole 40 minute battle it was just easy to just get it back to a certain point see that doesn't bother me i just accept the loss because if you accept the loss it asks you if you want to keep the experience oh interesting i'm assuming because i'm playing on casual so i just say i'll take the experience and then in my second try i can get through the the battle yeah, but I so there were like a lot of maps later on, especially the sub story ones where they would have characters start by themselves surrounded by enemies. And so that's a super huge pain in the ass because it's really easy to have someone die in that way. Yeah, that would. And so I would suck. rewind a lot there. But yeah, I don't know. I, in my opinion, just play a game however you want. Yeah, yeah. but it's, you know, I regularly play games on easy, though, so like. So that's why I brought it up, because I do play mm. games on easy. But there are times where you're like, this is a little too easy. Kotaku's been writing a lot of fucking really special articles recently. So Yeah, and the internet typically is not the biggest fan of Kotaku to begin with. No, I'm surprised someone didn't... I didn't see anyone getting upset about the article that Nathan Grayson wrote about Animal Crossing the other day. <laughs> so he, like, he said that he didn't like it, but it wasn't even that. It was... Basically, that he felt like instead of playing video games, he should learn a real skill like playing the guitar. <laughs> and I was like, dog, you write about video games for a living. Like, uh, what? <laughs> so that I read that article and my thought was just like, what is happening in this article? Like, obviously, if you don't find video games to be a fulfilling thing, just like, don't do it then. And go play guitar or read a book. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that is a weird thing. But, like, I think also, like, 
I, I assume Kotaku, and it, it's like this with a lot of those outlets, you're pressured to put out X amount of articles per week. Oh, definitely. I can't remember who it is. It might actually be Nathan Grayson who writes the articles every weekend about Pokedex entries. Because <laughs> <laughs> like they, they have one person that they nominate as a weekend editor, and then they just are like, all right, it's you for the weekend. Let it rip. <laughs> So they just put up a bunch of weird think pieces and stuff. And sometimes right. it's like, oh, you were really reaching for this one, huh? <laughs> yeah. But like, I, you got to keep yourself. You got to keep putting something out to keep keep your brand out there, I guess. I'm sure. Yeah, no, I yeah, I get it. I mean, I get it. But like, sometimes you're just like, I, is this article necessary? But we are definitely getting off track here. And that's a, you know, that's fine. Yes, that is. Uh, but I have a feeling this Nintendo conversation is going to go a while. We'll see how long it goes. I think it'll go an hour at least. Yes, I uh, yes. Um, before we start, do you want to just run down the list, or are there any games that you're especially excited to talk about? Or I mean, not really. I like most Nintendo games, so it's. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm a little worried that this is where the friendship starts to break a little bit when we start ranking Nintendo men because I know oh, how I you know feel about that. Nintendo. Yeah, because like I I will admit it like I am not as big of a Nintendo fan. Yeah. So. I mean, but I think that the amount of games that this has, I think right now it would go to the top of the list because like you take the positives of this even over the positives of what Capcom had. We'll get there. I okay. Have, I have some stuff written down here, so okay, you'll see, but yeah. uh, let's start with uh one, two switch. Mm -hmm. um, I complained about this last week. If you remember. Yeah. I, I, it's not terrible. It's okay. My big, big issue with this game is that they charged $50 for it. Yeah, it just it's one of those things where like people seem to get irrationally upset about that right. as if every other developer doesn't do the same thing with some stupid bullshit. Oh, absolutely. I mean, every developer does it. Yeah. Uh, but if this is one of those things where like this is not even this should have been a tie in or a twenty dollar product. That they... Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to defend one two switch. It's not <laughs> yeah. it's it's a mini game collection, which is already like bottom of the barrel in my book. So it wasn't like. I, I don't know. I mean, I would be more upset about it if I paid for it right. or if like the thing is that I think a lot of people bought it and then felt burned or like misled and there was no like they didn't make it out to seem like it was more than it was like it was no, pretty no. accurately advertised to be like, hey, this is a essentially a mini game collection meant to show off some of the features of the switch. And like, yes. it, it did that to me, this felt like a game. Nintendo was like, Oh shit. We only have breath of the wild as a release. And they took six months and they produced this. That's just my feeling because like they just, paid, <laughs> they used paid actors, very yeah. little animation. And then they, Put, put piece together what like 25 mini games yeah it, it, it's, it was just like a super minimal package for sure. yes yes so like 
this is not the traditional Nintendo made with charm and care and extremely polished and just like full of content. This was just like very bare bones. Yeah, definitely not. Um, And Animal Crossing, I don't know if we need to really talk about this because we definitely talked about it in depth last uh, last week. Yeah, and I think it's going to be the highest selling game this year outside of depending on what Final Fantasy VII sells. I'm sure Call of Duty will take it. Pretty wild. I, I don't know, man. Animal Crossing is like, it is on a level that seems insane right now so Uh, yes i mean i do but like it just seems like every year we're like oh my god this game's going to be the greatest thing selling thing and then you find out that call of duty still outsold it i guess i mean last year call of duty did not do as well as it had in the past though so it's really i don't think so i thought i think it does i think it does worse every year oh modern warfare fuck i'm thinking about two years ago I was gonna say Modern <laughs> Warfare, like, like just printed them money. Yeah, I. What is the one this year? Ah, uh, they haven't announced. Oh, okay. But the, did the, it leak? I the belief is it's going to be another Block Ops. Oh boy. Okay. Because they only have the two studios now. Right? No, I know it's going to be Black Ops Thirty Five. Yeah. Understandable. <laughs> um, Nintendo also released Arms. I, you know, God, I, I think about arms sometimes and God bless Nintendo because they, they did try something different and it definitely didn't work. (laughs) Like it, (laughs) I, I don't think that arms is a good fighting game. I mean, like it is one of those things where I, sometimes I feel like Nintendo's mindset is at odds with the products they try to make because arms is like one of those things where it should have just been a weird, fun, goofy time where people have stretchy arms, but then they also tried to balance it and like have competitions and stuff. Like it's a real fighting game. Yeah. It seems like they like for the longest time they wanted to stomp their feet and be like, esports are bad. And then they just went all in on esports and they were like, Arms is an esport. Yeah, and it's like, obviously not. And it, it didn't even do. I, I did pretty poorly overall, I think. So that's why I'm surprised that they're putting a character in Smash now. Yes. Uh, but like it to me, it has that Nintendo charm where it's um, almost all of the characters are super unique and just cool designs. It's just if they were in a different package, it would be way better. Like, I mean, we talked about it a little bit last time, I think, for some yes, reason, where like the mini games were like kind of fun, the basketball, the volleyball and stuff. But it's just the the fighting aspect of it was not my favorite thing. And then you would unlock the different arms. And outside of that, there just was not a lot of content in it. Like you could fight AI or you could fight real people and fighting real people was so frustrating, especially because of the piss poor online that it, you know, I don't I'm know. trying to remember, was it better to play with a controller? Uh, so I didn't find it to be, but a lot of people did. 
I assume it felt more, you could be a little more precise with it. I yes, say. that is true. Yeah. So I'm guessing a lot of the people online weren't even playing ARMS the quote unquote right way. And they were just using a controller. And... Yeah. And there were like some things that you could not do on the controller, but you could do if you were using the Joy-Cons. It was really weird and kind of yeah. all over the place in that aspect. Do you think we'll ever see an ARMS 2? So that's, I think that they might be trying to gauge any popularity of it. And that's why they're putting the character in smash to see if people like get excited about it. But I, I would, if you had asked me before they put a character in smash, I would have said 0% chance. Yeah. This just, this just feels like a game that gets released in the first year of a console. Yeah. Where it's just like the company trying something new, trying something a little different, and mm. it's not going to have a lot of competition. So, like, now's the time to release it. Um, Kind of like Knack with PlayStation. Yeah. It's just like, get this well, out so here. What I think is weird about ARMS is it's literally a game about punching that Nintendo owns is Punch Out. Like, why didn't they just make a Punch Out game? yeah they haven't made a new punch out since the wii I, well i guess that's only two consoles ago but like still they they made punch out on the wii and it was like all right so well, they, i i just I, I mean maybe they just really wanted to make new characters and have a weird thing like have it have some type of charm that's not just boxing i guess i i don't know yeah this just felt like wii boxing but like they made it so that's ranged yeah, he got the sweet, stretchy arms, baby. Yeah, it completely changes the game. <laughs> changes the game. <laughs> um, yeah, arms, like, so far, early on, not a lot to talk about. And no, yeah. Astral Chain uh, was one that they published, but... Uh, um, Platinum. Platinum, right, uh, de- developed it. Uh, you were not crazy about this, correct? No, it's it's fine. It's like a, so this is the issue that I have with a lot of platinum games now is because they put out so much stuff. It feels like a lot of them are devoid of soul, I guess I would say like the combat is so toned down and it doesn't get that much more in depth over the course of the game mm-hmm. and then like I so I like the designs of the characters and the I can't even remember what the hell anything is called anymore the weird monsters that you control like I'd like the designs of those but then every time you go into the other world it's always the same like it always is just the same background. So for right. 90% of the game, you're just seeing the exact same weird background with nothing really in it. And it's fine. It, it was a fine game. Like I can't sit here and clown on it, but it just, it's one of those things where I see more potential in it and it just did not. I, I was fine. I yeah. I, I played this for a little bit. I gave it a try and I, Platinum is capable of a more stylish and just better. Combat. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And it was weird because I remember at the time people were trying to give all kinds of weird excuses for like, oh, no, it's really deep because of this, this and this. And it was like, but not really. Yeah, I, I don't know. So like the, later on, they give you some more systems, but it's never enough to make it feel like 
the stylish action of like Bayonetta or something like that. You know what I mean? And you never get that same type of nuanced control or anything. It just always felt like some weird dumbed down action game that sometimes looked cool, but a lot of the parts that look cool are more scripted and things like that. Yeah. it It was weird. I don't know. Yeah, it just it didn't quite click with me, and the the voice acting was it was fine, I guess it was. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's fine. I, I, that's how I felt about the game. I was just like, man, this is this is fine, but like Platinum is definitely capable of a better combat. So yeah, I would I would say that for sure. Um, the next game is C- Cadence of Hyrule, which is just such a weird, fascinating game. By God, I, this game was so dope. Yeah, I mean, like the music <laughs> was fantastic and amazing. Yeah, and um, then this is another one where they didn't make it; they published it. Too, yes, so. but it's just so weird that they went to this indie developer. Or the indie developer went to them. I can't remember how the story went, but they they were like, "Here's our second biggest franchise that we own." make a game in its universe basically it's just crazy that nintendo of all companies that would allow some random uh developer you know work on such a big franchise of theirs yeah um but and it was like you played you played um the crypt of the necrodancer crypt of the necrodancer 2 correct Mm -hmm. um this was a little easier wasn't it a lot yeah um, I could I, never beat Crypt of the Decker Dancer. Because <laughs> I remember the complaints with this game was it was hard at first, and then it was, it, it like the difficulty got pretty good in the middle, and then by the end, like you were just like brokenly good. Yeah. So the way like when you got more than a certain amount of hearts, nothing really mattered anymore, and it was a little bit easier to heal. Uh, and depending on if you found a weapon you liked, it was pretty easy to destroy most things very easily yes um but that's one of those things where it's kind of strange because the crypt of the necrodancer is a roguelike and this uses those same the same system but it's not a roguelike so it just it it's one of those things where it feels kind of strange because they're going for more like a oh this is just a set complete game than a a roguelite where you're going to keep doing it over and over Yes, which it did have that mode, I think, but it did have that like feel where you would Mm -hmm. die and then you have to start completely over. But the map was so small and then you could like take upgrades. And so it it was very strange the way it was made. But it was still fun to just kind of like build up a little bit. And then by your like third or fourth run, you could just basically beat the game. Yeah, well, it was also even if, if you beat a dungeon like that stayed beaten. Yes, yes. So it was one of I like the items would break or something, but you could just get them right back, so it wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. And I yeah. remember the big the big uh change in the game was when you get the spear which gave you two range or something. Yeah, I that I love the spear in that game. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big fan. Um the next game, this is a game that I don't even think I added. I assume you did. You did not. You didn't add three houses either. <laughs> oh, I didn't. <laughs> no. And I was like, oh, damn, Matt's playing that one. Uh, I Fire Emblem Warriors sucks. That's all I have to say about it. It's a bad Dynasty Warriors game. It I is going to it's ask. Very, it's very bad. I, I do not like it at all. Okay. 
it like and it's one of those things where i like dynasty warriors games where the characters feel unique mm-hmm. and spoilers 90 percent of all fire emblem characters have a sword and so they all felt the same mostly uh, and there were only, there were very few characters and half of them you couldn't play as, but they were in the story. And then they sold you those as DLC. <laughs> I resent that because some of my characters use a mace. And then, no, I know. I, no, but I, when I they know come, when they, when they translate them to other things, especially like smash and stuff, it's just like, Oh man, sword boys here. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, then when they tried to sell the characters who were already in the game as DLC, I was like, really? That's what's happening here. Yeah. And this is another one where it's like uh, Omega Force developed that. So is the Koei Tecmo team that makes Dynasty Warriors. But it just it was bad. And I I really like Dynasty Warriors games and they had some Fire Emblem elements like that's the parts that I think are cool about this non-traditional dynasty warriors games is they usually try to add some type of element from the original franchise right and so you could direct your uh ai units more than you can in other games so you could tell them to like attack this area or defend this area and stuff like that um but it just yeah it's not a very good dynasty warriors game and that was also a pretty early release on the switch so i i think they may have just really shoved that shit out the door do you want to just talk about Hyrule Warriors now while we're talking? Sure. About- Hi- Hyrule Warriors is great. 10 out of 10 product. Um, I- it, is, it is like, it is, it is actually maybe the best dynasty warriors game. Wow. High praise. Uh, uh- just because, um, this one especially is because it adds all of the DLC characters from the 3ds version and then adds a bunch of new ones as well. Uh, and this so it ends up having a cast of like 30 ish characters at the end of it, and they all are unique. So it is the exact opposite of Fire Emblem Warriors. Hmm. Um, and they all just are fun to play. They all level up and they all get at least two different weapons. Some of them go up to three or four. And each of those different weapons then makes them feel like a different character again. Um, and the amount of content in the definitive edition is fucking buck wild. Like, I think my playtime is 60 or 70 hours in it. And I oh. think that's like half of the content. Jesus. Wow. It, so like, there's just a bunch of maps you can do. There's a bunch of extra stuff. Like sometimes on the map, the golden sculptures will spawn and you can find those under certain conditions to unlock more stuff. The, weird side maps are cool because you explore them like you did in the original Zelda where you have to have like candles and stuff to burn down bushes. It does a good job of being like Zelda and also just being a good, unique dynasty warriors game. So yeah, my only knowledge of this game is, and this was the original Hyrule warriors. You were at my house and you let our friend Nukio play it. Yeah. And then Nukio was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever played. <laughs> and then he had to go out and buy a Wii U that night uh-huh. and to buy. I mean, I, he was planning on getting it anyways for something else. Uh, Smash, I think. Smash, that was right. That's right. Smash was coming out. But yeah, yeah. he was like, I got to go buy. I got to go buy Wii U now to play this game. Mm-hmm. So that that is my knowledge is watching him play maybe 30 minutes of it before realizing yeah. that he needs to play it himself. So the fun part about that was he never beat it. I don't think, mm. I think that weekend he stopped playing it. 
um but i had the opposite i beat it that weekend and the original one didn't have nearly as much content um and there were way less characters like i think there were only 10 or something um i don't know that i ever unlocked the final character in the original one because it was after you beat the story and you had to do a whole bunch of really stupid bullshit um but yeah then they put out the one on the new 3ds exclusively yes and it ran like shit (laughs) and i remember being so mad because they added a bunch of new characters that i would have paid for as dlc and they didn't release them in the wii u version (laughs) but then i assume they were in the definitive edition yeah everything was in the definitive version plus more so it was it was just a cool package i think yes yeah um and, and then, then so I, yeah, three houses. Yes, which we talked about. Um, do you have anything that you really want to kind of talk about here, or? I mean, not really. Uh, three houses made me like Fire Emblem again. Mm. That's my because I really, really disliked Fate so much that I thought I was never going to play a Fire Emblem game again. Yes. Um, and then people kept talking so much praise about Three Houses before it came out, and I was like, this is. I'll give it another chance. I will this the last shot here. And then I ended up liking it a lot. Like I basically played it nonstop until I beat it. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I really like three houses in the end. And I, you are at least enjoying it too. I think so. Yeah. I, I mean, if I enjoy it as much as continue to enjoy it as much as I have, I would probably have no problem putting it in my like top five Nintendo switch games. Interesting. I get that. I that's probably true of most people. I would say. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just been a very solid experience for so far for me. Yeah, and Three Houses was another one of those ones where, for some reason, it blew up like outside of regular humans who play video games, and there were yes. like there were so many Three Houses memes, and I was like, "What's happening?" Yeah, it, uh, it was definitely was weird. weird that like just and it, I mean, it it pretty much universal praise. So yeah, yeah, it did very well. Um, another game is the Kirby Star Allies, which was the free game. This is the free one, right? No, this one I think is the one that costs money. Okay, there was a because there is a Kirby game. Yes, that costs money. Because I thought uh, this was like the Kirby Star Allies, where like you can play with friends. No, that was Super Kirby Clash. Okay. The, I, this one i think you can play with friends as well this yeah the kirby star allies is the full release one okay. and it's basically just like uh all other kirby and dreamland games where it's just a side scroller except you can like unlock more characters and they other than kirby and they patched in a bunch of characters over time mm-hmm. um the issue that i have with a lot of kirby games is that i boring they're they're boring like i i like kirby games and i like the aesthetic of them and i think they're fun but they just it pains me how bored i get <laughs> like i the last kirby game i remember trying to play for real was kirby's epic yarn on the wii i was like oh this is like a really cute aesthetic and i like the way it looks and stuff and i got halfway through that game and was just like i cannot even play the Sunday. like i can't keep going it is brutally boring um and a lot of kirby games feel like that until they have like weird end game achievement things you have to try to get and then those tend to be like weirdly savage hard um 
but yeah, this one just seemed like another Kirby game. So I, I usually don't go for Kirby games anymore, but they are definitely for someone. And by all accounts, this one was very good. So I, I don't know. Yeah, these seem like perfect for like first time gamers, like like a yeah. like a four four five year old. You're like, hey, you don't really play video games much yet. Here's a Kirby game, but like I don't, I still, and I know I've said this before. I think they should take Yoshi and Kirby, and just make one of them because they they really kind of serve the same purpose in my opinion well they do now i mean they yeah, could they, make a good yusha game they just don't <laughs> I, I mean absolutely but i mean at this point the last several yoshi and kirby games they're just like baby mode platformers yeah and i mean that's kirby is less about platforming than it is just like sucking up dumb shit and getting yes. cool powers but yeah, they end up serving like no challenge in the end, and it is kind of a bummer at this point. But yes, it is. Yeah, um, the Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening, which... which is excellent. Yes, it was my game of the year last year. Yeah, um, definitely my favorite Switch game. Mm-hmm. I just adored this game. I just remember just running around, and I just treated it like it was a Metroidvania, where I would get in like go to a dungeon, get the get the new item, finish the dungeon. And then when I got out, I had just all these stamps all over my map, and I just kind of ran around the map and just seeing if I can finally get whatever was, you know, whether I needed to be able to hook over there or maybe I needed to jump up there or there were just all these different uh, abilities that I knew eventually I, I would be able to get there, but I wasn't able to yet. So, yeah, I just loved this world and the story and just... It just ended up being the perfect game at the perfect time for me, I think. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, we've talked about Link's Awakening a lot, but like I yes. liked it back in the day and it's one of my favorite Zelda games. And it was just hard to tell people like, yeah, it's on the Game Boy. So like, you know, can't really play it. Uh, so when they remade this, I was fucking psyched. And I definitely enjoyed the remake as well. Yeah, so. it, it was weird. It seemed like the people that really liked Link's Awakening were disappointed by this game in some ways. Yeah, I think that it was because they just had weird nostalgia memories of it or something, and right. then it didn't live up to it because it was not really different. Like, it was almost exactly the same game. If not, like, better in almost every way because you didn't have to go into a menu every five yeah. seconds to do something. And you could yeah, just... instead of only having two weapon slots, one of which you could unequip your sword from, <laughs> like, yes. you could actually have a more fun functional experience so. yes i so it it, it it i just found it really bizarre that people that i've heard say such positive things about Link's awakening for years were like yeah i didn't really like it and i just stopped playing it i just found it so bizarre yeah i i saw that from a lot of people and a lot of people also had complaints about like they didn't know where to go which i also didn't understand because you could go to the phone booth place and the guy would basically tell you what to do so yeah and my first time playing through it i didn't have any issues no yeah i didn't either i mean the only thing that i think people could get tripped up on if they don't like do it as they go is the like trading quest but even then eventually they just tell you what to do basically so yes and um that was one thing at the end if you remember like because you had to do the trading quest to get the directions of the final dungeon Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm not going to write this down. 
I'll just <laughs> look up whatever the solution is for the final dungeon. Because yeah. I had done the trade quest, so I was like, whatever. And then I mm-hmm. found out later that like everybody has a different combination. Mm-hmm. So then I had to go back and like take a picture and like actually use my you know the results of my trade quests. So. Yeah. Um, the other Zelda game is probably the big juggernaut of this list. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, God. I have such a hard time talking about this game because I did enjoy it. I did like mm. it. But I, I have a tendency to start talking negatively about it. And I mm-hmm. hate that I do that. And it's because I do th- I do think this game is good, but I just I don't see it as being as great as as pretty much everybody else in the world. So, yeah, I mean, I feel that it is probably one of the best games ever made. Right. So I don't really I don't know, man, like this game. It did everything that I needed it to. And I feel the same thing about Odyssey, where it's like I've, I've talked about this a lot on this podcast, but both of Zelda and Mario, I think needed to be different. They needed to do something else mm-hmm. because they had been using the same formula forever and ever. And especially after fucking Skyward Sword, I was so done with Zelda's same formula. And then they actually reinvented Zelda in a way that made it so that it brought back the same feelings I had playing Zelda as a kid is a feat of excellence that I, I, they can't recapture. I yes. don't think again. So that's why I'm way more bummed than most people about breath of the wild two being a thing, but yeah, where it be- I think people, yes, because breath of the wild two will be a great game. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's just, it's not going to capture that imagination again, just because like <laughs> you already had that experience just a couple of years ago. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's one of those things where like, people will probably like it a whole lot and like, I'll enjoy it. The second one for sure. Whenever it comes out, but I think it's, yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel a very specific way. And this might only be to me, but I just, it hurts me when developers find some new cool thing and then they are trapped in that new cool thing because it was so good. And it's just like, oh, man, like you finally escaped this weird cycle you were in, except now you trap yourself in making something that is very similar to that for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, it it makes me so sad. Uh, I know we're going to get a little off base, but it's kind of like uh, Gorilla, uh, the Sony yeah exactly like because they were forced to make kill zone for so long yes and then and then (laughs) then they make horizon and it's this big hit but now what's gonna happen they're gonna have to make horizon for (laughs) i know at least the next 10 years most likely so uh yeah and like sucker punch did the same thing where they made sly games Mm-hmm. until they were like okay we can finally try something different and then they made infamous and people really liked infamous though so they had to make three of those and it was just like ah and i i never i will never forget it was uh when they were announcing gears four and they had an interview with i think it was rod ferguson and they were trying to say like Oh, yeah, we took a look at the franchise after Gears 3 and thought that, oh, maybe this could be something totally different and we could like redo it. But then we took a step back and thought, 
no but then it's is it really gears Mm -hmm. and then they just made it the same thing i was like motherfucker come on i get and i get people like that and four did end up being something slightly different and now it's definitely trying to evolve i think and now i think it's going to really evolve now that like rod ferguson isn't there who was who's been there all along so yeah but yeah i I hope they get to do that like that Mm -hmm. i just like seeing things take a radical departure yes and then it sucks when they fail, but hey, at least they learned that lesson. Yes. And like, I'm way more willing to give things a pass if they are totally brand new and like fell a couple times getting there. Like, I'm way more likely to be like, yeah, but at least they tried something than, oh, hey, this is our fourth game. That's basically exactly the same, except this time it sucked. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think I think this is where you and I are so different. Like, it's like innovation versus like improvement. I yeah where like I will prob I have like my specific genres and games that I like and I'm not a lot of people really praise innovation extremely mm-hmm. highly when it comes to like new games and stuff where like I I appreciate new things but only if it's good I if I end up finding like a system frustrating it's but it's new I don't get excited about that where like Breath of the Wild just like it had all these new things, but I found a lot of them very frustrating. So that ended up being a lot of my memory of this game. Yeah, whereas like I don't feel that way at all, but also I think that things in general like that frustrate me less. Right. Like for me, the thing that frustrates me most about games is performance issues, mm-hmm. especially in Nintendo games. Holy fuck. Yes, yes. Because they should not be that way. Um. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Yeah, because like, because I, I remember this game came come out, and then Horizon Zero Dawn came out, mm. and, and Horizon Zero Dawn didn't innovate anything new. They just basically took the Ubisoft and like formula of open world games, and then just improved upon it. And and but that's at least how I feel. Um, so, well, the, but I mean, I mean, that game also had like a lot of unique systems and stuff. You know what I mean? Like the way you fight the monsters and like use the traps and stuff like there's a lot of unique stuff in horizon the combat had some unique elements but i mean like the reality is it was just a very you take a ubisoft open world game and that's basically what horizon zero dawn's open world was well yeah but like before that they had made kill zone yes yes (laughs) so like it it might as well just be complete innovation at that point yes yes because they made super closed corridor shooters and now they're making a vast open world crazy thing yeah so for them it was this big change but i mean just like if you played assassin's creed and then went to horizon zero dawn you would clearly see like they're very very similar where breath of the wild is an open world game like those but they're it's so vastly different yeah definitely so that that's what i meant more innovation versus improvement it felt like horizon zero dawn took a lot of different elements of different games took the best of those elements and created something very good where breath of the wild looked at open world games and tried to figure out what they could do differently I wish that that was true. I think it's just that Nintendo doesn't know what they're doing. Uh, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and they just were like, this is what an open world game is. And people mm-hmm. were like, oh, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, they're just my, one of my biggest things is I just do not like stamina bars in video games. Oh yeah. I mean that. Yeah. 
So, like, I think the game could be vastly improved if you took that out. I mean, but then it's we've had this discussion. Yes, then it's not have. the game. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, if if it didn't have a stamina bar, it might as well not even be a product. I, so, like, I, I get it, but I'm just saying it, it. It's the same reason why I don't play Dark Souls because I'm like, I just that stamina bar would just drive me up a wall. Uh, yeah, but that, that that's a totally different thing. I, like, I, you've never even experienced something like that before. So, I I don't no, know. I, I played Neo. And Neo's very different than Dark Souls. It is very different. Especially with stamina, because I don't even know that Neo has the same type of stamina. I don't know, but I hate... I've never yeah, played a single game. I don't think game. it's even close. I've never played a single game where I liked the stamina, and I thought it was... I, I always think it's the worst aspect of the game. Hmm. It, it doesn't matter the game. I just can't stand it. Hmm. So, uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. God, I love this game. You really I, like this game, yes. Luigi's such a cool guy. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't know. This to me was like the ultimate Luigi's Mansion. I think they took the best elements of one and two and put them together in a third product and finally got it to be what I wanted Luigi's Mansion to be, I think. Yes. It, it... Where it, it wasn't too short, it wasn't too long, it was just a fun time. I mean, it had some frustrating elements, like some of the bosses were not great. And, um, like there were a couple backtracking segments that I don't think needed to be there. That felt like they were there just to pad it out a little bit more, but yeah, I it's fun. I, I, that one boss battle just kind of like completely ruined the game. I don't, I don't know. Like I just kind of, it deflated me and I just had to stop playing. Because it was the one in the water with all the spikes around and like you were in like the boat or whatever. Yeah. I just, I, after dying at that one, maybe five or six times, I was like, I just don't have it in me to, this is not the type of game I want to get stuck at a boss for, for a while. Yeah. So yeah, I, that, that was very disappointing. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Neither of us have played it, but we have played Mario Kart. No, I've I've played Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Oh, you have played Deluxe? I didn't know you played yeah. Deluxe. I've played Deluxe numerous times. Do you own it? No. Oh. I know many people who do. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't played uh, it. It's, it's good. Mario Kart 8 fucking rules. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and Mario, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe just... It, so the thing that bummed me about, about Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is I wanted to have more tracks... And instead, they just did everything but have new tracks. Yeah. And I, it made sense. I get it because they just, no one bought a Wii U. And then everyone who bought a Wii U owned Mario Kart 8. <laughs> so they just put it out again. But it had the DLC of Mario Kart 8 included. And it actually put in the battle system that people wanted. Yes. Whereas the totally changed the battle system in eight and people fucking hated it mm -hmm. uh it, it's just it's basically the same game i mean there's almost no differences other than they added that battle mode and i think a couple of characters yes so it's uh, kind of like a non thing my big memory of this is i remember Vinny of giant bomb talking about this and complaining that his daughter got bored during one of the races and put down the controller and walked away. And because of the way the game is where you can just kind of like have it like automatic, like uh, acceleration. So you don't have to like hold a button. Mm -hmm. 
and the daughter was able to finish like fifth place in the race, even though she just put down the controller and walked away. I mean, that's you have the assist on that's going to happen. Yes. And so that, that was just like my big memory about this. And like, that's not necessarily a negative. I just thought that was a really funny story that like just the way the game is made. So it is made to be much more kid friendly that like you can just put down a controller, walk away and still do fairly well. Yeah, but I mean, you turn on the all those assist things. Like, yes, which I mean, of course, happens. like a young child, you would turn all those assists <laughs> on. So. Yeah. Another uh, sports game that you you and I played quite a bit of, uh, in addition with like other friends, Mario Ten- Tennis Aces. Yeah, which... and this was the first Mario Tennis that was good in a long time. I was going to so. say, I would argue that this is the best Mario Tennis game ever made. Yeah, I think that might be true. I think uh, I didn't like the GameCube one as much as most people did. Um, but no, yeah, I this Mario Tennis game rules, and it they added so many characters to it now. Yes. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, but no, it was good, and like, it is one of those games where it is totally fun to just dick around and play, yes. and then it also has a super high skill ceiling, so like, whenever I played online, I would get dumpstered <laughs> immediately. Uh, but no, we, yeah, we had a lot of fun playing this, and I played in my free time as well for a long time. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. It this is one of those other magical Nintendo things where like I like when it is one of those things that is you can totally be serious and like go pro, quote unquote, if you want to, but it also is just like a fun party game that you could just hand to someone and be like, Yeah, this is how you do this. They might not get the like way you counter shots and things right. if someone's going super hard at them, but it's fun enough to just mess around in and play yeah and just the way it was because like i would bring my joy cons over and then we would have the four joy cons and we'd all just have like one of those little joy cons the four of us and and just the way that would just randomly select teams as well so you didn't have to Mm -hmm. like split people up the game would just randomly select teams for whatever match the matches never really took that long and i i remember it was like four of us playing just locally and it was probably some of the most fun we had playing local, which yeah. this was 2018, right? Yeah, I believe it was 2018. Because I believe it was the same year Nukio moved. Yes, I believe so. So, like, I just, uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun playing this game. Probably the most fun multiplayer game I've had on the Switch. I know you have another one that you liked a little bit more. Oh, definitely. But, but no, I Mario Tennis Aces is definitely very fun. Yes, and as I said, probably my favorite Mario Tennis game. Um, the next one is uh, it's uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order. The weird yeah. thing about this is that it's just a Nintendo published exclusive. Yeah, because Ninja Theory worked on it. Yes. Uh, which is weird in itself. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I was excited for Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, and I enjoyed the time that I spent with it. Uh, and it's one of those things where a lot of people, I think, were pretty negative oh. on it because they wanted it to be, like, closer to what 2 was, yes. or the original, even. And it was just different enough that 
it didn't click with what those people had in their mind when there was they said there was going to be a new Ultimate Alliance game. Right. Uh, and like, yeah, some of the systems are just take it away from what it used to be like, and they removed some of the features like uh, there weren't a lot of team bonuses as many as there were in the previous ones. There weren't as many directly unlockable costumes. They were more palette swaps that has changed now with a bunch of free costume updates. Uh, yeah. It just is one of those things where it just seemed like it had less of the features that the previous games had. And so people were a little bit bummed out by that and the way the combat system worked in general, but I, I don't know. I had enough fun doing it. I, played it and then i played it most of the way through again on a harder difficulty yeah i uh, i do want to make one correction you said it was ninja mm. theory it's team ninja oh they're all ninjas i know oh. <laughs> I, I make that mistake all the time but when i heard ninja <laughs> theory i was like no because i thought it was the doa guys and it's like yeah it oh, is my... team ninja um but yeah this was um this is one of those games that i picked up i played i enjoyed but I played played over like one weekend. Mm. I had a good time with it, but then like after I finished it, I never really think about this game again. Uh, I do every so often, just because they patch it quite yes. frequently. Um, and like, yeah, yeah, they announced new DLC recently. So. Mm-hmm. It is also one of those games that it did come out at like the perfect time because I remember mm. this was in the summer and yep. right around the same time as Endgame. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it was just a fun, just like mindless hack and slash game. I typically with these, I do like a little bit more loot. Yeah. And it's weird because they used to have that. Right. (laughs) They removed all the equipment stuff, which I thought was kind of strange. And your go to was Magneto, correct? Uh, Once I unlocked him. Yeah. He was one of the last characters you can unlock. Yeah. Do you remember? He was very good most of the game or uh before that who did i use i guess i don't remember now i used wolverine quite frequently yeah because he was somewhat early on yeah yeah because i used gamora like the entire game yeah i now i can't remember because i definitely used a character for almost the whole game I use Spider Gwen a lot. Mm. I remember uh, Doctor Strange. I used quite a bit. Yeah, as well. I yeah, I didn't really go that. for the team compositions. I just kind of played the game. And... Yeah, but I ended up using Magneto and the X Men to get the hot bonuses once mm. I unlocked him, and Magneto was fucking stupidly good too. So that was helpful. Yes. Yeah. There were definitely some characters that you're like, man, you are a lot better. <laughs> yeah, it was really <laughs> strange how unbalanced some of them are. But Now, Take do you it. like games like that where you like slowly unlock the characters? Or would you prefer that you kind of get everybody up front? And then uh, can... I am one of the people that's in the minority now where I feel like most people want everything up front, but I actually like unlocking characters Okay, because I, because it makes me feel like I'm working towards something. Right. That makes sense. Cause I kind of would just like be able to pick a team and then just kind of play through that team in throughout the entire game. But mm. that's just kind of me personally. Yeah. Um, another just weird Nintendo thing nintendo labo yeah man you gotta make shit out of cardboard yes 
<laughs> this is one of those like Nintendo's getting weird. Uh, I don't even want to call it a game. No, because it's not really. My main memory of this is when they it was I think Nintendo Europe put out that tweet saying like we have an announcement tomorrow. It's not like a traditional game thing, so like don't get excited like that. And then they announced it with their weird, bizarre trailer of the cardboard piano and all the shit. And people were like, where the fuck is Metroid 4? I was promised I was promised real video games. And it was like, no, you were very, very specifically not promised that. So good on you for being a dumbass. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This also, I think, did super beyond poor for them. Yeah, I didn't really hear many people talk about it. No, and it was like $80 per like package of cardboard with like a basic thing. So the one was there was the one that was just the robot. And then there was the one that was like a variety pack of like the piano, the fishing rod and something else. And those might have been the only two at launch. I think a third one came out after that. The Oh yeah, the 3D glasses one. Well, no, there was also a driving one, right? Uh oh, there was one with a car cuz there was like a wheel, I thought. Yeah. But yes, I remember the 3D glasses one, which as far as I understand, most people are like, yeah, Breath of the Wild makes me sick playing it. Yeah, I saw someone the other day I had totally forgot about that until someone was like, yeah, I'm playing through Breath of the Wild in 3D. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then I was like, oh shit, they did make that Labo thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, then yeah. Odyssey had a mode as well, I believe. Yeah, but I think Odyssey's was like, you could only look at character models or something. Yeah, Odyssey was very limited and then Breath of the Wild was like, the entire game. So. Yeah, I, that's... I, I don't know. I, it just cost $80. Yeah. And I was like, that's so expensive for a cardboard thing. And then from what I remember, a lot of people were like, I'm just going to recycle the cardboard now that I've done this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was, oh, there was one where you could like build a dollhouse. I remember that one having like a weird amount of content in comparison to other things. Oh yeah. They, they did. They were at least like a shocking amount of like, like labo versions that i other i never heard of a person buying it i only knew of uh i only knew you know uh reviewers and just media outlets playing it i never heard like i don't know about you no i definitely don't know a single actual person in real life who i know that made one yeah or bought it and yeah, I, I every so often they like say something about Labo or something is Labo compatible. And I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah, very. It, I, I, do you think this is going to be something that ends up getting buried and we never hear about it again? I I keep thinking that. And then, like I said, sometimes <laughs> they'll say stuff about it and I'm like, ooh, what? Do you think if we don't hear anything at their like E3 quote unquote E3 press conference or their direct whatever you want to call it, uh, if we don't hear anything, then Labo is dead? Uh, yeah, until they announce Labo for Smash. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, you could view things in Smash in Labo. I mean, 
cardboard in as a character. No, I, I, I know what you're like. So like <laughs> no, I know. I'm just clarifying the robot. <laughs> yeah, the. <laughs> That's what I truly want as a Smash DLC character. But it has to be Jeff Gersman, right? Yeah, when, that's it. When Exclusively. The... Jeff Gersman wearing the really tiny robot stuff. Yes. <laughs> that's what I want. Uh, yeah. No, that's the only other Nintendo character I will accept is Labo. <laughs> but no, I de- definitely, I think if you don't hear about it at E3, it's Dunza. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then we have uh some Pokemon games. We have yeah, the... Mystery Dungeon. Yes, which I played through. I didn't. Oh yeah, I didn't play through the whole thing. I got about mm-hmm. eighteen hours in, and then it kind of got to a point where I was like, "Oh, this is gonna get grindy." Mm-hmm. So I just kind of stopped. But yeah, I, I played it for a while, and then it was all right. It was just a yeah. Nice... It's, a, it's it looks like a serviceable remake of what that Game Boy Advance game was. Uh, pretty mindless. You just kind of run around, kind of like uh, Ultimate Alliance, where it's not really a thinking man's game, but you just kind of level up your characters. Unfortunately, it took a long time to level up characters, though. Because, mm. like, as I said, 18 hours in, and I was, like, level 25. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, I, d- I don't remember playing the original, original one very much, so my memory of how long that kind of stuff took i do not have anymore yeah it definitely felt like and as i said like i i hit a point where i needed to be a few levels higher but even getting five levels up it was you're talking like four or five hours of grinding just to get to that point and i was like yeah i like this enough to play 18 hours but not enough to grind for another four or five hours i should ask scott if his daughter beat it hmm uh, Cause she wanted it and he got it for her. And then all I remember was he said something about, she was having trouble beating a legendary Pokemon. Yeah. Cause like you get thrown into some legendaries fairly early on. Interesting. So yeah, I wonder, As I don't ask. know where she would have gotten stuck. Yeah. I can't remember the legendary. So was it, hmm. it was it a legendary bird? no okay so maybe she got further than me i don't know yeah uh next up continuing the pokemon train the sword and shield yes which i liked and you were severely disappointed by i was i can't wait for that dlc though i'm ready yeah the dlc it seems like it's gonna be fun but um it was more pokemon yeah, it was more Pokemon to a fault, I would say, but that's, you know, up for debate because most people love this game. And I just did not feel the same. I don't so. did people cuz like there were complaints and people were very upset. There were a lot of complaints, but I think that generally uh, most things I saw where people were fairly positive about it, I think. It, especially up front before the game came out, because there was the whole Dexit thing. Yeah, but there was a lot of stuff like where people who were just like outside of that whole, like looking up every tidbit about Pokemon Sword and Shield came right. in, where I, I know a lot of people who hadn't played a Pokemon game in generations who played these. And, like, they were big fans of it just because they hadn't played a Pokemon game in a long time. And then there was Scott, who 
very yeah, different. He, I don't think he very much enjoyed it. But no, I, like I had a lot of friends on Facebook mm. that I saw talking about Pokemon Sword and Shield who were like, my last game was like Sapphire. It's like, holy shit. That's a lot of Pokemon games ago. <laughs> yes. um, so yeah, I, I think that more, most people were more positive on it than I was, but I, I just... I don't know. I, I think that the DLC is actually going to fix a lot of the issues I had with it. So that that's good. Yeah, I think but. some new content. Some, hopefully there'll be more Pokemon than just like the couple new ones. So, uh, Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of returning ones that are that is also going to placate a lot of people, I think. Yes. So I think it's what, like a hundred old Pokemon per thing? Per part of it? Yeah, I, I don't remember exactly. Yeah, it's. I think it's 200 Pokemon returning total. See, like, I'm not excited about the returning. I'm saying I want some new Pokemon. You, which, that, I, I think I, we're only going to get new Galar forms. Yeah. Outside of uh, Zarud, Sandstorm, or whatever that other legendary Pokemon they keep talking about is. Well, no, there's the, the, oh, the legendary... Oh, the bot, bear thing? The bear thing, yeah. Cub Fu. Yes, it has it has like a couple different forms. Yeah, and then there's that weird god deer or whatever the fuck it is with the big head. Yeah. But no, so the, there's this one that they keep advertising. I don't know if you've seen this, and I don't know if it's part of the expansions or if it's just like an event Pokemon that they're going to distribute, but it's called like Zarude, Z-A-R-U-D-E. And it like knows this special move called like jungle fever or something <laughs> and it like it does good healing i i don't know Signature i don't know how they're gonna release it jungle healing jungle healing yeah and I, I i don't know that's weird oh like you can get them now i think maybe how to get how to get zarud i'll look at this later uh 35 Pokemon were added to the game to celebrate the release of Home. What the fuck is this article from? Yesterday? That's not... Home isn't recent. Whatever. Unimportant. I, I was not a huge fan of Pokemon Sword and Shield. Like, I enjoyed my time with the game for sure as much just because I like Pokemon games, but right. I... I, I was expecting more. I think you had a much better time with it than I did. Yeah, I You also that. played it a lot longer than I did. Yeah, I was looking at your play time the other day. Yeah, I played it like 90 hours or something crazy like that. Yeah. It's one of those weird things where I was just playing it, and I was loving it. And then one day I sat down, started playing it, and like two minutes in, I was like, I don't want to play this anymore, and I just stopped. Hey, that's good. You got ninety hours. Oh, if you yeah, get to yeah. that, if you get to ninety hours, and you're like, you know, I'm good. I think you got your money's worth out of that. Uh, but yeah, I'll definitely play it again when the DLC comes out. I it it looks like it's gonna fix a lot of the complaints that I had at least mm -hmm. in my heart of hearts. So yeah, I don't know. But Sword and Shield are I they needed a Pokemon game on the Switch and. Uh, they had one before that, which is the next one. Let's go Eevee and Pikachu, which, uh, you know, they diverged and upset people irrationally. I think people were irrationally upset about Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Yeah. And I, I thought it was a I loved it, but I I also like Yellow. It was my first Pokemon mm. game and one of my favorites. So like and this was really just a remake of Yellow. Yeah, and I so like I actually did enjoy Let's Go Eat Pikachu and Eevee 
I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, I yes, I get it. They favor the first gen a lot and things. Uh, but I, I don't know. Like, it's a fun remake of those games. Like, if you tried to go back and play those original ones now, like, it would be a, just a bad experience. You move so fucking slow and everything is just... There are the quality of life things that this brings to the table. If you want to just replay those original games, I think are very important. And I think it just, it does a good job. The art styles like kind of fun and it removes a lot of the weird extra hardcore elements that some of the newer Pokemon games have you worry about. Like it didn't have items. It didn't have natures. Yes. And, but it, it did, it added some new stuff like the, the, uh, the beans or whatever the, yeah, they're not they're not bean oh the candies the candies yes that was just a different uh just element to the game and just using uh motion controls uh it definitely was very different but at the same oh, time i always forget about that because i always played handheld and there's no motion controls <laughs> yes yeah where i just kind of but like even the, it was so weird because you only use one joy con yeah, I saw that. Yeah, because you could use the other Joy-Con to call in like a co-op partner or whatever yes, the fuck. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and so watching uh speedruns of this game is fascinating. Uh, do they just use both? Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. <laughs> Interesting. So they kind of they're kind of switching because like when you're catching Pokémon and you use both controllers, you get like a an experience boost. Oh shit. So, yeah. so like the it, it it's a fascinating game to watch people speed run, and it only takes probably like two three hours. I, mm-hmm. I would definitely recommend just because like the strategies they have, and they you know typically they just find that one Pokemon to basically play the game through with. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I, I, it was a very interesting uh, speed run to watch. Yeah, I remember a lot of people use Arcanine for it, or they did um, at the time. St- when I watched it, it was at one of the like the uh, games done quick, and mm-hmm. it was Starmie is like the the primary Pokemon. <laughs> that That's an interesting one. That's cool though. Yes, take Starmie. Uh, yeah, but I I enjoyed it, so that's yeah. positive it, for me. And then I I'm guessing you added Pockin because I remember I didn't. It did. Pocket DX baby. It added Krogunk, Empoleon, and Sceptile. Mm-hmm. As characters, I don't know. It's Pocket again, but with three new characters. That's why I didn't add it. I was like, this is, it's basically just the Wii U game again. It was, but I mean, they had the three characters and some more of that dumb as fuck customization stuff. Oh my God. I hated all that stuff. Because <laughs> uh, it was just like you were like putting a shirt sticker on a weird drawing. Right. So strange. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I like Pocket enough. Um, and I, we played this version. How did we play this? We played Nukio buy it. I don't think we did play this version. No, we did because I remember Willie played with us and he played Krogunk because there were like a bunch of weird busted strats with Krogunk. I'm, I must've not been there. Uh, we definitely did. Uh, are you sure Krogunk wasn't uh, an assist? in the I first? no he so he was a character in the in the new one well that's what i'm wondering was he not in the first? we did we did we did play it 
two years ago. I have no uh, idea. October 4th, 2017. <laughs> I don't know if you are in it. I'm not going to listen to it with sound right now, but uh, this is pretty wild. Interesting. Uh, Jumbo was there. Okay. You were there. <laughs> you fight you you fight you fight Willie and you use Machamp and he is using Krogunk. Okay. And this was definitely <laughs> DX and not the original. Yeah, it is DX. Because I remember like that one time Ralph came over. That is, yeah, when the original came out. Right. So okay. Alright. And it was Nukios. Okay. I can tell from here. So he bought it. Joke's on him. Got him. Well he didn't did he buy the first? Uh, yes. Okay, so you bought it twice then. Yep. Uh, the next one is another weird-ass Nintendo game. I So I need to start playing it again um, just because I need to exercise more, but I really like Ring Fit Adventure. It's so smart and clever. I do yeah. hate, hate that I don't play it more, but like, I've been trying to go outside and just like walk around the park for an hour. Mm. And I know Ring Fit Adventure is probably better exercise than walking. Mm. But I just kind of like putting on a podcast and walking around the outside, getting that hour of outside time mm. is just very nice for me. So, And plus, like, this way I can get my dog some exercise, too, where, like, Ring Fit Adventure, he just kind of sits on the couch staring at me. Yeah, I... I, I don't know. Ring Fit Adventure works for me because I usually walk. Well, I was walking quite often. Now, not so much anymore. Right. But um, even when I was walking, I would do it as well, just because I feel like walking doesn't actually. I don't. You burn so few calories when you're walking generally right. that I was right. like, I need something else as well. And so it definitely can push you a lot harder than you think it would for <laughs> a dumbass video game thing. Uh. And yeah, it's one of those things where I actually I think it's really smart because obviously exercise, you do not see immediate results and it takes a long time to see results from exercising. Yes. But then in the RPG mode, you get stronger incrementally. So it's like at least you're advancing that way. So it feels like you're doing slightly better. Well, and it's also one of those cases where like it's split into levels. So you'll be Mm. like, oh God, like this is like I'm hitting my max here, but I'm almost to the end of the level. I can push just a little bit further. So like it, it is just very smartly done. Yeah, and it, uh, especially right now, it had sold out most places and was going for crazy prices online just because people wanted something to exercise with in their homes. Yes, Uh, since they can't go to the gyms. But yeah, it is one of those things where like I'm like, I should probably just schedule even like two days a week. Yeah, I think I want to go to two days a week because I had stopped completely because I'm a bum. Yes. Yeah, I had some, yeah. I I remember I got sick, and then I just basically stopped playing it. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking if I just, I can find, even if it's just like two 20-minute sessions, I think I can find two 20-minute sessions a week. Yeah. Um, That's cool. uh, The next one is, I don't think you played Splatoon 2, did you? No, I did play Splatoon 2. Okay, you did play. I, I I don't know why I keep assuming you didn't play these games. Of course, <laughs> all Nintendo games. Yeah, um, I yeah I like Splatoon 2 quite a bit. It is the first... It is uh, an improvement on the first one in a lot of ways. 
and they had <clears throat> a few new modes, uh, new interesting characters. I wanted to buy the weird Octo DLC thing, but I just never got around to that. But people really like that as a bunch of single player content. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, Splatoon is what arms is not where Nintendo actually tried something new and it was really cool and it stuck with a lot of people and made for compelling gameplay. Yes. Uh, and so it was interesting that they made Splatoon two. Uh, I, and you know, I actually, I think updates for Splatoon two are over now. I don't think they updated anymore. Do they do any of the splat fests or is that done too? The, the splat fests are over. But um, I don't know if they actually update it with content or anything. I don't think they do now. Mm. So I wonder if there is a new Splatoon brewing at Nintendo. Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, um, my cousin, we bought him a Switch this year for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And that was the game I bought for him. Yeah. Just because I knew he really liked um, Fortnite. And I was like, well, he... This is another like kind of third person shooter that he can kind of have some fun playing online. So, and he seems to love it. So, yeah, uh, I I like it very much. I shooters aren't usually my type of thing. Shooters and like, extreme air quotes for Splatoon, but um, yes, yes, of course. Do you think? It, he, yeah, it just it's very good. Do you think you played the first one more? Uh, Jumbo played the first one more on my account. Okay. Whereas he played some on my account uh, this time, and then I played a decent amount of it as well. Okay. I was just kind of wondering if it's just kind of one of those cases where you played the first Splatoon more just because it was so new and unique, where the second one is just an iteration of the first one. Yeah, I... I did end up playing more of two. I think I really liked the first one uh, against my thoughts. I, th I thought I was not going to enjoy it at all. And I remember when it got announced and people were excited, I was like, what the fuck? This is stupid. Why would you announce this? And then I actually played it and was like, all right, I see where it's coming from. It's got a lot of style and it is fun enough to play. So Also, the music is great. Yeah, definitely. I love the music very much. Cause I remember cool. like when that came out and then we start and we were still going to fighting games at the time. And then you'd see people dressed up as like the splat squids or whatever. Uh, the inklings. Yeah. The inklings. Yeah. It's just like that game did kind of take over. Cause at the time there really wasn't anything that Nintendo on a Nintendo console that was like that. No. Yeah. I don't, I don't think so. And so, yeah, it was interesting. It was one of the first times in a very long time that they had made a they IP. had made a new IP. Yeah. So it, it it's cool and it worked for them. I think the one before that, the last one I can think of was Pikmin, and that was a long time before. Yeah, if you don't count like the the Wii sports and stuff, I guess. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Um. Another one is just a sequel of a Wii U game is Super Mario Maker 2. So I was just looking this up because I saw someone say that Nintendo is there's like maintenance soon on this game or something. And it listed that it was maybe uh, like a content update. But now I can't find that. So maybe it was it did just end up being server maintenance or something. 
Yeah, because uh, the last I heard was that Zelda being added. Yeah, and I remember they added that right after everyone was complaining that they didn't update it as much as they updated the original Mario Maker. Yeah, this is one of those weird games that Mario Maker 1 came out, and it was probably behind pro- probably behind Mario Kart, the biggest Wii U game. Uh, I think Smash was number two. Okay, sure. well, I, but... Mario Maker just seemed very big for a Wii U game. And I think Breath of the Wild on Wii U also ended up... Uh, that doesn't well, count. But, <laughs> um, but no, I, yeah, it, it's just weird because it was one of those really unique things they made on Wii U, like Splatoon, mm-hmm. and it was really cool and people loved it. Um, and that love didn't necessarily translate over for a lot of people on Mario Maker 2. No, that was my point. Like, everyone yeah. was like, before, they were like, this is going to be the greatest game on the Switch. I mean, like, as great as Mario Maker 1 was, 2 is going to have such a bigger base. They're going to bring all these new things in. It's going to be amazing. And then Mario Maker 2 came out, and then it just kind of fizzled out within a month, it felt like. Uh yeah, I I still know a lot of like I watch a lot of Mario Maker streams still, but um it, it's just it is one of those weird things and it's because Nintendo for a lot of the games that they've put on the Switch, like Mario Tennis, for example, they patched it with a shitload of content that was free and cool. They did the same thing with Splatoon. They uh, did a lot of paid DLCs for like Smash and stuff, but Mario Maker 2, for some reason, they didn't give the same level of support. And it just, it it had a huge first blast, and it's one of those things where I think they needed to steadily add new content or like do some kind of update and they just didn't do that for months and then when they did it was a cool thing but it's one of those things where people had already been away from it for so long that they just kind of i don't know you just kind of fall off right and you'll go in to check it out maybe but you're still not in there doing it as hard as you were originally yeah this this is one of those that it seems like it's just kind of relegated to that it has a large uh very committed fan base mm-hmm. but it's just kind of been sectored off at this point and that's like they just kind of like quietly do their own thing and you just don't hear about it anymore at least that's that's my perception of it yeah and that is that is definitely what it is and it's just weird because i the first one got so many viewers on twitch all the yeah. time uh yeah, so I, I don't know. And it's not like it's worse or anything necessarily. I mean, people liked the Wii U gamepad and stylus more for doing levels and things than they did uh, on using the touchscreen or even the button controls in this one. Right. Uh, but like, I enjoyed it. I played your levels. I played a bunch of people's levels. Uh, but I'm also one of those people who's never going to create a level. So my enjoyment of it is finite, I think. Uh, because at a certain point, people are going to stop making really cool levels for me to play. And I, this one at least had more single player content than the nothing that the original one had. Yes. And I, I hundred percent of that. And I really enjoyed that, but they're never going to add more single player content to this. Yeah. I played it. I, I remember I played it for like 25 hours. So I definitely feel like I got my, my time in, mm-hmm. but as I said, I just kind of played it and then just kind of moved on and i really haven't heard about heard anybody talk about it since 
that DLC was announced in December, I believe. Yeah, that's why I thought it was so weird when I saw something the other day about how there was going to be maintenance and people were speculating because of the wording that it was going to actually be a content update. But I would assume now that I haven't seen it in a couple of days that that was not the case and it was just they took the servers down for regular maintenance. So. Hmm. I don't know. So yeah, <laughs> bummer. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey is an it's so crazy when you start thinking about 2017 and 2018 it is yeah (laughs) because like odyssey should be one of the best games of that year but like it ends up being in like this weird territory where it's like this amazing game but then like it's not even one of the top two games of that year yeah i i I loved odyssey yeah yeah and, and that's not that's not knocking on Odyssey. It's just like no, no. I yeah, that year those years were crazy. Twenty seventeen so. was that weird year of PUBG versus uh, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, and then you had like Odyssey, Horizon, Persona, all in that like just below those like the top two. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean Odyssey was considered was just like great for a lot of people. A lot of people liked it more than Breath of the Wild. It seemed. Yeah, and I, yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things, like, it was just a new concept for Mario, right? Like, he can use Cappy to transform into a bunch of weird, crazy shit. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, yeah, I liked it very much. It was a refreshing take on what Mario is, and it still had that same type of Mario charm and stuff to me, at least. Uh, Yeah, God, I played the shit out of this game. Um, I did not end up getting like all the moons or anything like psychopath. I um, played until I did the final challenge, the darker side of the moon thing, mm-hmm. which I apparently it auto records a video of you doing the end of that level. So that's just like in my weird screenshot collection on my switch. Oh, <laughs> uh, so it's just like Mario climbing up the end of the pole. And then they say like, oh, congratulations. Thanks a lot for playing or whatever. So that, that was interesting. I saw that the other day because I was going through being like, why do I have like 900 screenshots on this thing? And the answer is we hit it a lot when we played Mario Tennis. Uh, <laughs> oh, I remember. Yeah. And a couple other games, I guess I had hit it a bunch of times and I didn't realize because I'm like, mm-hmm. well, this isn't even a picture of something. It's just like I was running around and must have smashed the button on accident. Uh, yeah. So I deleted like a fuckload of screenshots. <laughs> I had that same thing, but mine it was um, Zelda: uh, The Link's Awakening. Yeah, because that if you remember right around that time, that was when my cousin was having the Joy-Con drift. So mm-hmm. then I let him have my Joy Cons. So then I was just using my eight bit dough with my PS4 controller, mm-hmm. and they used the touchpad. Is oh, the, that's the screenshot. That's the screenshot <laughs> button. So like, <laughs> that's awful. Yeah. So like, I just had like a hundred pictures from the, from from accidentally just tapping the, the touchpad. Oh, so my, I remembered what it was. It was Ring Fit. I just had like a hundred screenshots of Ring Fit oh, for some reason, God. and I don't even remember taking pictures or like accidentally hitting it. But I obviously I did because there were so many and they were just like of the dude running and but I was like what the fuck is that the is that the one with the the screenshot is that the one you put in your leg it is yeah 
So you must have like had it just in the right spot that you must have just, so that it just kept rubbing on it or something. Yes, yeah, yes. so that's fun. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, but so I actually, I Odyssey to me seemed like the perfect game for them to add DLC to, as like uh, not Luigi's Balloon Fest or whatever the fuck they did add, but like just add like other worlds. Like I, I was it seems like it would, you could just add like Delfino Plaza for Mario sunshine as a world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or stuff like that. And so I fully expected them to just add like, Oh, here's a DLC world. Go have fun and collect more moons. And then they just never did that. So I wonder if they're just going to make Odyssey two, like they made galaxy two. Well, that's what I was just going to ask because that was, we discussed 2017. Yeah. And like how long would it realistically take to, make an odyssey game three four years yeah i i I would guess i mean they already have most of the engine like they have mario's and asset and stuff so i yeah i don't know but i i I wonder if they are just making odyssey too yeah because like i mean i kind of wonder what that team is working on at this point and the 35th anniversary spectacular because now i'm kind of curious how long Let's see, Galaxy 2 was 2010, and Galaxy was 2007, so there was a three-year gap. I mean, like, yeah, it's possible part of, like, the big Mario 35th anniversary that they are making an Odyssey 2. I don't know. And so, to me, the coolest thing about it would be, like, because it is Mario's 35th anniversary, it's Odyssey, but all the worlds are Mario games. <laughs> that's a like I, ambitious i i think it is but i, but I yeah, mean not yeah. the whole game yeah, like yeah. it's just like a, a select area of those games and like i think that'd be super interesting yeah that'd be kind of cool. uh especially as a 35th anniversary thing but i mean who knows mm-hmm. if they actually are or not i just i fully expected there to be more of that game like through dlc or something and they because i feel like people would have bought that for sure and they just didn't do anything other yeah. than find find the balloons with Luigi. Yeah, because even uh, Breath of the Wild had some DLC. Yeah, it did. The motorcycle stuff with more shrines and trials and stuff. And then as the rumors are, like they, the, the Breath of the Wild 2 started out as DLC. And they were like, oh, we our plans are much more ambitious. And this is feeling more like a sequel than just like DLC. So, Yeah. Very surprising that we really haven't heard anything about Odyssey since it came out. Yeah, there. I mean, there hasn't even been another Mario game. Well, unless you count Mario Maker. Well, I was gonna or the remake of uh, the Wii U, Super Mario Wii U. Oh yeah, and uh, Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker. <laughs> that's oh, not shit. a Mario game. No, that's true. I didn't even add it here because it's just that was just literally a remake. Yeah, but it had other levels from Odyssey. Did it? Yeah, it did. They replaced the levels that were from Super Mario 3D World with the ones that were from Odyssey. Oh. That came out after Odyssey? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, but I was, I also, I thought about that one and then did not add it. Mm, okay. I, <laughs> so. I played it. It's it's a good game. It's all right. I, I also, play, well, I played the Wii U one. Right. Um, a game the that next I... one 10 out of 10 product super mario party so disappointing 
It will. How is how was I disappointed by a Mario Party game? That's what I want to know. Because they like my expectations are usually pretty low. But like, <laughs> even for a Nintendo game, the online integration is pathetic. B- because there wasn't any. There is a little bit. You can play the mini games with people online. God, what the fuck? But you can't play the board because, like, why would you ever be able to? Why would you ever want to play like a full game of Mario Party with like a relative that lives, you know, two hours away? Well, I wouldn't. No, you. But, wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, in general, yes, it, that that is insane that you <laughs> cannot do that. It is also like the boards were so much smaller mm-hmm. than they were in previous games. There were less of them than there yes. were in previous games. It, it, they claimed there were a fuckload of mini games, but it felt like they started to repeat pretty quickly. Uh, like we saw everything that that game had to offer in a couple hours, which I mean, you could say that about like any of the other Mario Party games, I guess. But then like sometimes there are a lot of the other ones have things that you can like unlock or like you have to get the later stages or something or it just this one felt so bare bones it, it which uh, some of it was the online and then the other thing is like i don't remember if there were that many less worlds it's just that each world took so much like each game took so much short like last time yeah so like it took like a half hour or an hour to play like one game so like you could probably play through all the boards in two and a half two two and a half hours mm-hmm. which i don't necessarily mind because like Two hours of Mario Party is pushing it. Where I did find like, <laughs> like sitting down playing Super Mario Party for an hour was a good time, like good amount of time in my opinion. Yeah, I just the board still don't have to be like you can go around it in eight seconds. <laughs> no, I mean there were definitely <laughs> times that like someone would stop by a star and then like on that same turn they're moving and they can stop and buy get another star. Yeah, and they added the the like the partners, so you could roll yes. super high. <laughs> but that was also a unique element, adding like each character has its own dice. Yeah, and like I, that is a cool element. I'll I'll give them that. But like some uh, of the dice was clearly a lot better than the. They didn't. I don't think they put uh, enough effort into those. No, it was not balanced very well. <laughs> but I. <sighs> Yeah, I don't. And this was another one where it seemed like it was so prime for them to actually support it yes. after the fact, like with more maps or maybe add some more mini games, even just like new character models or something. Or like but, push the online and maybe just like be like, hey, now you can play online a board game. I online. fucking I don't believe that they have any ability to do online things like fucking the fact that the smash online only deals with uh direct peer-to-peer connections and actually has nothing to do with their online service is a great example of that or how excruciating it is i they shouldn't do that with anything well i mean but why am i why are they being paid it's not being hosted on their server i'm hosting it well yeah i think they should they should start paying me I mean, I realize that, but I'm saying, like, they could at least do minimum that. Well, but then, like, you look at things like how fucking ass backwards the online for Animal Crossing's online is. And I just don't I just don't think they're capable of anything with online outside of Splatoon. Well, Splatoon isn't that great because you have to use that app to talk to people. 
Well, you yeah, but you could just use Discord. I mean, outside outside of that, like the connection is fine. Like you match make in Splatoon, yes, yes. and that's just what it is. But yeah, I feel like every other online thing that they have to offer is like just fucked up enough in some way where you're like, oh Nintendo, oh you guys, you want to talk about bad mul- online multiplayer? Super Mario Maker Two. God, and that they like fixed that or they like changed some part of it right? i don't remember they definitely did some update to that where it was better after the fact because originally you had to download them no i'm saying and- like you could play online against other people there was like the competitive multiplayer mode that is no but there was also some other weird thing that people complain about like you couldn't play with your friends unless you downloaded the level locally uh, yeah so they i believe they did fix that where you could like actually play online with your friends <laughs> which i don't know why you would ever want to play online but we no, did. i me either we did i'm just saying or we, we played locally oh, we played but locally I, yeah still it, yeah it's just like sometimes you just look at some of the decisions they make with stuff like that and you're like you guys still don't fully know what the internet is huh <laughs> But they're charging money for it now. <laughs> they certainly are. Hey, at least I get fucking Super Nintendo. I, that, I of think that of deal. that's how I think of that service. It's just like <laughs> I get NES and SNES games, and I'll I'll sure. You know, I'm all about those. I'll take it. Also, Zelda I got to baby. Also, I got to run raids in Pokemon Sword and Shield. That's I didn't <laughs> because mine still won't connect. Um, that's bizarre. You can play online in those SNES and NES games. Yeah. Which is wild. Mm-hmm. And without that, we never would have played Zelda 2. Well, you know, less excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. All right. So that that's a whole tangent. But yeah, Mario Party, Super Mario Party was definitely a little bit of a bummer, I think, on that, yeah. on that end of things. But I mean, I still think it was an improvement from the last Mario Party. Oh yeah, nine sucked ass. So, uh, you're gonna just talk about Super Smash Brothers because the only thing I will say is I played it once. Mm-hmm. I played as Captain K. Rule, and that was fun. Yeah, but I'm just not the uh, Smash player. God, it's so good. I I just. It is the ultimate Smash game. I mean, they improved it from Smash 4 in almost every way, even though at first it looked like just a weird Smash 4 port with all of the characters added back in that were removed before. Uh, And then just them supporting it with DLC and everything and all the characters being super unique and interesting. Uh, I try to forget about Byleth, but... Even I, that's unfair because Byleth has like a unique moveset actually where they switch between multiple weapons. It's just I, as a character choice, I would have done something different, but I don't make a lot of money and work at Nintendo. Uh, but outside, I mean, like Banjo is super interesting the way they got all of the music from all of those games, like the 800,000 tracks they got from SNK to put in with Terry. The fact that Terry Bogard is in the fucking game, the fact that Joker I, from Persona 5 is in it. I did not take it off a little bit, but I loved that day when Terry was announced on Twitter. Oh my god, that was such a good uh, Everybody sucks. I was fucking ready. People are like, who's Terry Bogard? What the fuck is this? And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. 
I have never, this is, how did this happen? I love Smash. I love Terry. Here we are. Yeah, I mean, why was Terry in it before Waluigi? I don't understand. Like, Fuck Waluigi. Uh, well, who knows? Maybe Waluigi will get in now that someone from ARMS is getting in. Probably not. But only after the Nintendo Labo character gets in. I hope they add every single Nintendo character that's ever been created, but somehow <laughs> Waluigi never gets added. <laughs> that would, that's yeah. my hope. I also hope that. Which I don't I don't uh, even hate Waluigi. I played Waluigi in tennis. I just think that would be so funny. That would be pretty funny. Um No, yeah, I I don't have a lot to say about Smash other than that it's just like it is the ultimate Smash game and I truly do think it's amazing. Do you uh, think, and I've Yeah. Do you think Melee is better or do you think this is the best Smash game? Um, I think that this is technically the best Smash game. I enjoy playing Melee more just because I of the faster pace of it and how it feels. Uh, but I would say that this is definitely the best Smash game because okay. it it gets close enough to what Melee was. Um, Smash Four just oh god and Brawl yikes. Uh, they just they're just slower and they don't feel as good in my opinion. I mean, obviously Melee's never gonna go anywhere in the Smash community. But mm-hmm. when this came out, do you think is melee like is it a little less popular now that this is exists? Uh, not really. I no. mean, they still play melee and they complain about how Hungrybox is killing the scene with his hot Jigglypuff play. Uh, but no, outside of that, I mean, a lot of them actually tried to play Ultimate, right? And I think the thing that threw a lot of the melee players off of it is patching. Oh because they're so used to having a character be the same forever. And then like the character that they like to use because they're super broken gets nerfed. I think a lot of them have a hard time with that. See, that's so like ironic because at the same time they're complaining about Jigglypuff and that's never going to be changed. Yeah. And it's just, someone needs to learn how to counter that style of play. If it's even possible at this point, which to be honest with you, probably not. Uh, but no, yeah, I just Smash Ultimate is great. I fear for the next one because I not for me, because I think if they they basically said if they do make another Smash, it will have to be like some kind of drastic departure in possibly roster and gameplay. Uh, so that's interesting. That's interesting for me because I just want to see what that is until it turns into PlayStation All Stars. But. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, people will riot, so I wonder if they'll just never make another one. I personally thought that they were just going to keep making seasons of DLC for this game until Sakurai basically said, like, nah, this is the last season. That's going to be so hard. Like, the next one, if if every character that is in this game is not in the next one, people are going to riot. Which they basically, I mean, they said that going in. That well, it yeah, I realize, not. but, like, people don't listen. That's fine. I that uh, I I just yeah, I I don't know that they can make another one after this. Yeah, that's going to be just keep remaking ultimate. <laughs> yeah, just keep re-releasing it on every <laughs> console going forward. Maybe well, with yeah, like I'd... minor patches here and there, but like I the licensing could get a little tricky. But... Yeah, definitely. So yeah, ult- ultimate rules. Yes, uh, Tetris ninety nine is another. Uh, it's very unique and interesting game. This is this rolled out day one of the Nintendo Online, correct? 
Uh, that sounds right. And it's just like Tetris Battle Royale, where you're playing against mm-hmm. 99 other people. I never actually tried this. Me either. <laughs> well, you're into Tetris. I am. I really like Tetris, but I just, the stress of fighting 99 other people is not for me, I don't think. Yeah, and my, I'm, like, I don't mind playing Tetris every once in a while, but I know my Tetris skills are, like, subpar. I just don't think, I just don't think that quickly when it comes to Tetris. So Mm -hmm. I, I know I'd be, like, one of, like, probably finishing 70th or worse almost every single round. And I don't really see myself getting much better than that, so I just never even bothered to try Tetris 99. Yeah. I just never played it either, but it's just one of those things where it's like, I I don't know. I know what Tetris is like, and I don't necessarily need to play a Battle Royale version of it, but Which the year it, this, it, it is cool. The year this came out, that was the same year as Tetris Effect, right? Um, I think it might have been the year after. Okay. Well, either way, I mean, there are... There are probably more enjoyable ways to play Tetris unless unless you're looking for a competitive Tetris experience. Yeah, and so like they didn't have any like single player stuff or whatever, but then they put out that big patch for this with a bunch of DLC and it added a bunch of like unique, really cool Nintendo themes that you could unlock from playing more and stuff, and they added a bunch of like single player practice modes and stuff. So I think it is now a more fully featured product. Mm-hmm. And I think so it's cool. still all free. You just have to have Nintendo online. Uh, some of that DLC stuff you have to pay for. Oh, okay. Uh, so like some of the other modes and things. But yeah, it is is 90% of it is free for if you just have Nintendo online. Uh, the next one, I can't comment at all. I don't know <laughs> anything about this. I have played Xenoblade Chronicles 2 for a lot of time. I can't remember what it is until it might still be my most played game on the Switch. I Smash has to pass. It must have passed it. It may have now, but it did not for a long time. I think it was like 150 some hours or something that I played this. Uh, I really like Xenoblade Chronicles 2, even though a lot of people dumped all over the way the art style looked and the voice acting and the way it had some interesting gotcha mechanics to get uh, a lot of the characters in it. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and I really got way into the battle system because it's one of those things where even regular battles can take a long time unless you know how the system works. And it's not exactly like super great at like teaching you how to be really good at the system, but you figure it out and like use the synergy of your team and figure out how to burst and all this crazy shit. And then you can do the battles pretty quickly if you actually become adept at it. Uh, And so I got pretty good at it and I really enjoyed it. I did not play the standalone DLC or any of the season pass stuff even though they added in a ton of extra content and i felt i'm bummed by that because like i played it for over a hundred hours like i played it a lot right and to get some of the dlc stuff you had to do a new game plus and like i as much as i wanted to see that new content and have the new characters and stuff i couldn't play it again like i just i can't <laughs> it was so long i did so much yeah i i pulled up my my switch here just to check and i have your profile pulled up unfortunately it doesn't go all the way back 
Yeah, I hate that. It doesn't show it now, but it, I had played it for uh, over 100 hours at least. Because you're at 135 on Smash. Okay. Uh, 80 hours on Animal Crossing. That's true. And 50 hours in Fire Emblem. Those are your top three. I would imagine yeah. Breath of the Wild is up there. And then also the Xenoblade. I'm... Yeah, and I only played Odyssey for like 30-ish hours, I think. Just enough to get the final challenge thing. Uh, yeah, I definitely played over 100 hours of Xenoblade. I can't remember what it ended up being, but it was a lot. Smash might have surpassed it now, but... I, I, I like Animal Crossing might pass it. <laughs> Animal, Animal Crossing definitely will over time, but... Yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, fun game, huge open world environments, definitely some uh, graphical issues. Like a lot of Switch games, when you put them in handheld mode, they look uh, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 looks unbelievably bad when it's in handheld mode. It's fucking crazy how shitty it looks. Like it looks like it downgrades to a PS2 game. And I don't really know why that is uh, because it, I mean, maybe it's just because a lot of the areas are so wide open and huge that it just can't run it at a solid resolution. But boy, it's fucking terrible in that regard. Yeah. And I mean, this is just like, I, I wish I could add to this conversation, but like, this is just very much a game that is not up my alley. So like, no, because <laughs> I, I know yeah, I love I love Xenoblade. Yes, but I, I it seems like it does have a very pot, like a very strong core audience of mm-hmm. of people, and they they do consistently make these games. It seems like yeah, and I'm very afraid for when the original gets re released because that is my most played Wii game. <laughs> <laughs> I played that for like almost 200 hours oh. and I that I didn't have to. It's just because I wanted to. Right. So I think that's going to happen again because <laughs> I really like that game. And that game also the plot of Xenoblade, the original is way better than the second one. Uh, so that also helped. And the last game on this list is Yoshi's Crafted World, mm-hmm. which we briefly talked about this before, where it's just kind of like baby mode platformer, mm-hmm. which I played through this game and it was all right. I mean, it was a, just a just a pleasant experience with an interesting art style because everything looked like cardboard. Yeah. Uh, but other than the art style which i would recommend definitely if you if you're not familiar with this game just kind of like google it and just look at some screenshots it's very interesting looking uh the gameplay itself there was nothing overly spectacular about it no and i just uh, i think about yoshi's island and how much i love it and then i think about almost every yoshi game since then and it just bums me the fuck out right so at least the Yoshi wool amiibos are cool. Yes, those woolly amiibos, like, because you got you found the one. It was like you just kind of found it at work, didn't you? Yeah, the blue one. The blue one, which is the best one, anyways. I know. I agree. Um, so I got that. Yes. Are you ready to move into the second part of part three? Yes, sir. Uh, okay. Now. 
I'm going to play a little bit of a devil's advocate here. Okay. And there's no arguing. It's definitely top two. Yes. And I'm but like Nintendo is definitely top two, which, but I want to play a little bit of a devil's advocate and just kind of forget what we just talked about. And I want, I just, I put together a little list here of comparing Capcom and Nintendo games, because on paper you look at it and say like Nintendo clear favorites, but I, I did want to at least just kind of do a little thing here. So like the horror games, you have resident evil versus Luigi's mansion. That's an unfair comparison. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> because the Luigi's Mansion is not a horror game. It's a horror-ish. Like it, it, it it's horror-ish. But that's that's I, like saying that like I, I don't know Scooby Doo in the Ghoul School compared to Friday the Thirteenth. Sure, I mean absolutely. I'm just like this is just like a the closest I could come. Like, what is the closest Resident Evil game to, to a Nintendo I, game? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, Luigi's Mansion. Uh, yeah. The fighting games. Smash vs. Street Fighter. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a pretty close comparison. Smash probably gets a slight edge. Yeah, that's fair. Um, And then what I have here is what I'm calling the Juggernauts. Mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild. And I know what you're thinking. Like, what could you possibly put Breath of the Wild up to? <laughs> Yeah, Monster Hunter World. For me, yeah, that but like for I'm saying for us, not like the yeah, yeah, because this, this is our list. So like, yeah, I, and I do think that kind of does wash out Breath of the Wild a little bit. I I mean, kind of. I like Monster Hunter World is an iterative thing on what Monster Hunter was before to yes. make it better. I mean, if I had to choose which one Breath is of the a wild. better you're, product, I would say Breath of the Wild. But yeah. I think it is closer than like you would. I, I think it is a pretty close comparison, at least. In th- in theory, yeah. And then I the this is another one that you could say not quite fair, but stylish action, Devil May Cry mm-hmm. versus Astral Chain. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. As I said, not quite Devil fair. May Cry. No, but I mean, they're the basically the same. Yes. In theory. Because it, it would be Ben out of three if it had come out. Yes. Um, and then the platformers, Mario Odyssey versus Mega Man 11. Obviously, Odyssey mm-hmm. gets the gets the uh, uh, the bump there. So, yeah. I, so that was just kind of like I was just trying to come up with some way to make it seem like... Because like, as I said, when I first looked at this, I was like, there's no way Nintendo is going to take top... Mm. And then I was like, well, let's see if I can just try to figure out if, if there's any chance Capcom could stay on top. But the problem is after that, it starts falling apart because then like the another one I have is Marvel versus Capcom versus ARMS, which is just like, <laughs> they both suck. <laughs> yes. Like it's like yeah. the, the sucky. Uh... <laughs> and then after that, it just completely falls apart because like with Nintendo, you still have Pokemon, Splatoon, Mario Maker, Ring, yeah. Xenoblade, Animal Crossing, and then and then with Capcom, you just have Dead Rising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that that that's rough. Yes, yes, and, and and part of that is just like Nintendo makes more games. And yeah, and so like what I think what I think it's going to come down to is like. To me, Nintendo would be better than Capcom, right? Yes, yes. But I, I think what's going to happen is 
because of how strongly you will feel about like Sony games and how strongly I also feel about Sony mm-hmm. games. Like, I feel like that is a more reasonable argument yeah. for us to make. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just making this Nintendo versus Capcom argument now because that's the argument to have at the moment. I, yeah. at the end of the day, I'm playing more devil's advocate than actually arguing for Capcom to be number one. Like I, as I pointed yeah. out, like I came up with decent ways to combat <laughs> some of them. But no, it did. It came up, it came up good in the beginning yes. and then at the end. Yeah. But that's also Nintendo put out 900 more products. Exactly. Than so like, I, so like I was trying to come up with some way to be like, okay, this is a little closer than like initially thinking, but at the end of the day, Nintendo has to go number one. I Yeah, I, I think so. And I mean, there are definitely some real stinkers, like 1-2-Switch that they did. But like that is, I think, such a small drop in the bucket compared to like the large swath of things that they have done that is really great. And, and my thing is, like, I've been kind of ignoring the stinkers. Like, I... When I rate Bethesda, I was not thinking about Fallout 76. I'm thinking about what I liked about Doom, what I liked about Wolfenstein, and now how I feel about uh, Doom Eternal. It, mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking about like the more positives. I'm not going to focus on the negatives because honestly, like, who cares if like Fallout 76 comes out? It's a stinker. It, I to me that doesn't ruin the experience of Doom and Wolfenstein. So. No, it doesn't, but it has to outweigh that at least to some extent. To if some you're rating them as a as a publisher, I, I guess as a whole, yes. But I'm saying like I'm I'm focusing more on the positives than the negatives. I guess that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, I, but then I mean, if that's the case in this, then it's ridiculously overwhelming. I think. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, you have to look at everything, but I think at the end of the day, it is hard not to, you know, focus more on the positives than the negatives. Or at least for me, it's hard not to. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm a very negative person in general, so, so it's way easier for me to focus on negatives okay, in so. things. Mm-hmm. But even then, like out, outside of that, if you are just focusing on like very positive things, like yes, I Nintendo overall, I think just by sheer number of positive things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I get it. Yes, the negatives we want to switch Mario Party. Yeah, and like Mario Party, we still enjoyed, right? Yeah, yes. Like we enjoyed it enough, and then like I think that Hi- Fire Emblem Warriors sucks, and then like, and like that, that's really it. Unless you want to like Kirby Star Allies, but like that's so irrelevant. Like neither of us care. It is, and like Arms is just a weird thing right. that I I don't hate. Like I can't be like, oh fuck you, because they they tried a new thing, mm-hmm. whereas the thing that happened with Capcom is they made a huge comeback from the previous generation, right? Like they did a, just a real fucking shitty job and it, it, during the last generation, not just the last generation, the first half of this generation, they didn't even start turning things around till like 2017. Yeah. And then like the things that they did put out are very good. Yes. I, I can't, I can't deny that. And I hope that they continue to do. I hope they continue to do that. And, and the other thing about uh, Nintendo is they have they have a lot of great games and so much variety. It's impossible for like almost any person who plays video games to not be able to look at this list and pick at least three games that you can say, "Yeah, I liked that." 
Yeah. And I agree with that. So, I mean, like, I tried to play devil's advocate. I tried to just just to kind of, like, make it seem like it, it is a little closer than it thinks, than you yeah. initially think. But, like, it's impossible to try to argue that Nintendo isn't the top. top yeah. Here. And it's to the point where we gave Capcom an A. I am prepared to give Nintendo an S rank. Okay. Wow. I was going to say A. But you, you went to the next level. I... I I've, I think it's only fair because of just how many the sheer volume here. That is true. So I, I have a question. Yes. Do you think that there will be another publisher that you will give an S rank to? Yes. Okay. Do you think it will be Sony? I mean, yes, yes. Okay. That's what, cause that, yes, I, I think I would agree with that one. And, um, I'm, yeah, probably just Sony. Okay. Because well, like, well, well, yeah, because Xbox a... Xbox did a lot of stuff. I think they but... did a lot of great stuff, and I think to the point where I would give Xbox an A plus. But I don't yeah. know if they're an S rank. Yeah. Just because I because like Xbox is more for me. Yeah. And it's not quite a hundred percent for you. Yeah. Whereas like Sony is well. I mean, like, I didn't like Horizon Zero Dawn as much as you, but I realize very much that that is like a personal thing. Well, and that, and that's and like, I don't, I don't hate that game either. And, and that's kind you of me I mean? with <laughs> Super Smash Brothers. I'm not going to sit yeah. here and be like, that's the worst experience of all time. <laughs> and, and even Mario Odyssey, I played that a couple hours and I did not like it. But I didn't. I'm not going to sit here and bash it and shit on it. Like that doesn't. Yeah. I, it's a good game that I didn't like. Whatever. Yeah. No, I, I feel that's how I feel about Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, yeah. But that's I was just asking because I think every other first party Sony game I probably feel very good about as well. Yeah, because so. you got God of War and maybe uh, we we can wait. For yeah, we we can wait. Yeah, but two, that's two that's another powerhouse that um, I think is the only real opposition to N- Nintendo. Yeah, that's probably true. But I I do think in the next couple pretty much to the end we're gonna have a number of a's coming up so capcom yeah, capcom's gonna have true. some good competition for at least yeah. top three yeah and it's not gonna be square enix no <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. if you have been following along we have been doing the top 10 and that's what we really did here we didn't really list out the top 10 at first just because it's like nintendo's going at the top um, yeah so team 17 is off the list now Mm-hmm. So number 10 is Devolver. Number 9 is Electronic Arts. Mm-hmm. Number 8 is Activision. Number 7 mm-hmm. is Blizzard. Number 6 is Chucklefish. Number 5 is Bethesda. Number 4 is Bandai Namco. Number 3 is 505 Games. Number 2 is Capcom. And number 1, we have a new number 1, and that is Nintendo. And we gave them an S rank just because I do think they... I mean, they, as great as Capcom what has been the last couple years, I mean, Nintendo, it's it's hard to argue that they're not the top dog right now. Yeah, and, and I think that Nintendo and Capcom have something in common in that they have nothing coming out in the future that's announced. <laughs> uh, well, there is that new Resident Evil rumor that's not announced, but... Yeah, the Resident Evil 8 thing. Yes. But that would be a couple of years from now. Like, what do they have? No, I mean, that's rumored for next year. Oh, really? Jesus. Yes. 
boy. Because, yeah, Nintendo's got a fucking barren second half of the year unless they pull out a surprise Mario 35th anniversary <laughs> party. Well, they, I mean, there was that too. rumor of, like, releasing every single Mario. Yeah. And I just, but, like, outside of that, like, they have nothing planned for the second half of the year now. No, and we probably won't hear anything until they do their indie direct in the summer. And then even if it does, doesn't get delayed, you know. Right. Who knows? Yeah. So that was another episode. I was hoping this one would be shorter, but it ended up being just as long. And we spent... No, so I think that I think that next week it will be shorter. Yes, just because Sega will have not as many as Nintendo. Yeah, and like even though they own Atlas now, so like Persona 5 is in there, that outside of that, like are we really realistically going to talk about Sonic Forces a lot? Probably not. I mean, so... <laughs> we have Yakuza. No, and yeah, and we both really like Yakuza, yes. and they put out nine hundred of those. Yes. So, but like, out, I think there are a lot of Sega games that we could easily just be like, "That is a game that exists." Yeah, I. That's fine. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say about Sega or, or <laughs> no. Sonic, and I meant Sonic. Definitely. I mean, I can say things about Sonic Forces. <laughs> I played it. Played Sonic Mania. I can talk uh, about Sonic Forces. Would be not positive though. Uh, I can talk about the movie. We could talk about the movie. <laughs> Does that count? I don't think so. All right. Well, with that, we're, that'll do us do it. Do it for us this week. Um, as always, the theme song is Sting Operation by the man down in Monaguchi. Check them out. Uh, and we will catch you guys next week. And when I say that, I mean it this time. It'll be next week yes. where we will talk about Sega. Peace. <laughs>